mention about Kevin Adams. Yeah, where's he playing? Schmuck. Who was that? What's that? What was that about? Oh, that was an old thing from the worst team when they used to, uh, you know, give a big song to dance to uh, BM, the spokesman, and Bill Torrey. And I would be standing in control and laughing my ass off. No. But nevertheless, team that doesn't make the playoffs, so it's one of those things when the season starts, just resign yourself to the fact that they're not going to contend for the playoffs, including this year. Yeah, so when you walk up there next season and hand them the five bucks when you walk up to the arena per person, the 20 bucks for your family of four just for the honor of walking onto the premises, just remember, they won't make the playoffs. Because they, it's, not, it's not in their uh, vocabulary. It hasn't been for a while. They've only made the playoffs once since they've been in a new building. You do realize that, don't you? Yep. Once. And only three times in the history of the franchise. Didn't help the Dolphins. Dolphins have never made a Super Bowl since they moved either. Yeah. Well, there's some franchises living in the distant past. You know, the uh, Panthers, the whole whole reason they exist is because of that one phantom season when they got hot at the right time. The uh, Dolphins are living like uh, 30-some years ago. And the uh, same with Toronto Maple Leafs, man. Oh, brother. Do they suck? They're uh, Stanley Cup in 1967. Boy, as I, I was lucky as a kid. They won a cup four times in the 60s, and that was the end of that. That's almost 40 years ago. Franchises living in the past. That'd be a good poll someday. By the way, Joe Bell says no rush to fill that two to four. How do you like that? Did you see that in Barry's column? A little Barry jackass. Yep. One thing about us, if we want to find out what's going on in the station, all we got to do is wait till Friday and read Barry's column. Find out about Foxy Roxy, who's working really hard, as if anybody cares. What kind of a name is that, Roxy Bernstein, besides Jewish? What kind of a name is that? Doing University of California basketball and racing back and forth. Well, that's, he's still squeaky. But anyway, did you see that thing? Did you talk about that? We still, uh, no rush to fill the job vacated when Moa left in January. And also, did you see the most important part of that paragraph? Moa has been filling in as a talk host on New York Station, 10.50 a.m. I was, that, uh... Not really in the mood to discuss Mo today. No, I'm not talking about discussing him. I'm just talking about that two to oh, four thing. Oh, he's a fill-in? To fill-in. Yeah. 1050. Well, a great, uh, great frequency used to be WHN and long before that, WMGM 1050. What was that, a great station or what? It's the second sports station in New York now. With Peter Tripp, the curly-headed kid in the third row who almost went to jail. I think he did go to jail for payola. Saw the Alan Freed story on uh, over the weekend, last weekend. Oh, saw the movie. It was pretty interesting. I saw that a long time. They ago. sure stuck it to him, boy. Yep. He wound up dying penniless somewhere in California. That's what happens to most of us in this business. Wind out there going to the track, kicking around those tickets on the on the ground, looking yeah. for a. <laughs> yeah, that's right. By the way, my streak is over. Although it wasn't really uh, bad. I lost five hundred bucks. That's not bad. Mine Almost ended yesterday because I didn't even. go. Oh. But you know no, something? That's uh. That Alan Freed story, I mean, he was, if you think about how how big Legendary. that guy was in New York. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, nobody, everybody listened to that show. And he hosted all those rock and roll shows. At, right. At Madison and they showed Square the Garden. last show in that movie, the last one, and the cops raided, and they caused all this uh, furor that yeah. everything was going along great, and the cops came in and uh, created a uh, riot. Yep. And that was his last show, and then, uh, that was his last gig, too. They didn't, nobody would hire him, and he went out to California and kicking around tickets at Santa Anita somewhere on the floor and on the ground. He was a stupor, huh? And he died penniless. Poor Alan Freed. That's what this business will do you, all you foolish people out there who want to get into radio. Don't do it. Don't even think about it. 
Josh Cordes had a big night at the Bertie Kosar's last night in our fundraiser this year. You know how much he raised? How much? Oh! oh. Zero. That's those Keynes people, man. They're the worst. They're the lowest form of slime on the face of the earth. I think it's perfect that they brought in Donna Shillelagh to be the... Uh, right on St. Patty's Day, who wouldn't want somebody named Donna Shillelagh? Right? <laughs> to be the head of the university. What a what a slimy place. Oh, brother, you can't spell scum without U-M. I realize it's old and trite, but i got to say it again. It's true. Slimy. In fact, I, I take an extra shower every day just to wash off the sins from doing those six years U-M baseball. Oh, brother. And the alumni, no, nobody, no students ever showed up at any of those baseball games. We'd have those big crowds, you know, thanks to Ron Fraser and his great promotional abilities. See, that was all, that was all BS. Ron never coached the team. Skip Burtman coached the team. That's why we had good teams. And, and Ron was the PR guy, which he was very good at. So we used to have those huge overflow crowds, which they don't have that anymore. Uh, baseball still draws pretty well. Not like that. Not like that, Mr. Henry. Not like that. Um, Those are the days. I, I go down there about four or five times a year. Do you? Yeah. That's a good way to spend an afternoon. Yeah. And they got good food. Great well, You sit there and smell, smell that great sausage wafting. Uh, of course, I used to sit that last year next to Dave Lamont, and he was farting so much I couldn't smell the sausage. They've redone that stadium. I haven't seen it since they did. Really? Yeah. Now, they got a special spot for Jay Rokich and his pickles? J-Row's still there. Oh, brother, how sad. He's going to die in that booth. Him and Mike Rosenthal, they'll be dying in their respective booth. So J-Row at the basketball game Wednesday night. When the when his life story is written, what did you do with your life? Oh, I was the announcer for the Miami Hurricanes baseball team. <laughs> and basketball well, team. What was, the, what was the real story with him in the um, uh, Marlins? Remember that? He was yeah. the PA guy the first couple of years. You know, I, I, was at. Yep, I don't remember why. And I think that was just like your deal. It had something to do with the food. He was making caustic comments about the food or something right. like that. I think you are right. Yeah, I think that had something to do with it. Yep. Don't knock the food there at the uh, PP Park. Meanwhile, you, you had, had a good time about. doing University of Miami baseball. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Like I said, the students didn't show up. It was the people in the community that came out and supported it. Very few students. Because it's a phantom university. There are no students. There's no campus. There's no dorms. There's no classes, I don't think, especially for the athletes. Just uh, sports teams. Well, your buddy Joe's got to have something to do, you know. Yeah. So what's going on with you this weekend? Well, what do you think? I guess... Uh... <laughs> I got all that money burning a hole in my pocket. Yeah. I couldn't. No, actually, yesterday I walked in there. I got a good machine. It was the one that was open, and it gave me within two minutes three hundred bucks on the line. And I played. I put in a hundred dollar bill, and I played on that hundred for two and a half hours. Now that's that's good machine. Never yeah. gave anything big, but you know, two hundred, another two hundred. It just it just kept going and going like the Energizer Bunny. It was pretty. It was pretty entertaining. So I lost a little bit and went home because I had to try my shirataki noodles. Oh, how were they? You were you, you, you don't. Uh, you oh, know. never mind. No, they're, they're they're not that bad. It's just that they're not. I know most people wouldn't like them. Okay, first of all, you open the uh, little bag, you drain the water out. It smells like fish, which I hate fish. And you drain them off. Once you wash them off, they're okay. And then you like uh, nuke them for a couple of minutes, and you pour your sauce and sausage or whatever meatballs over it. And it's but they're very chewy. You know, they're okay. They don't have any taste or any smell, but they're a little on the chewy side. They're all right. But I got some Dreamfields pasta coming eventually here in the next couple of days, which supposedly is like regular pasta, but it's very low carb, almost no carbs. I mean, it's, uh, you make it sound like you're eating flavorless gummy bears. It, it's a, it's kind of like that. That's a very good uh, comparison. That's what it sounded like. 
Chewy. Yeah. No, you wouldn't like it. No. I think it's uh, for Goyam. Okay. <laughs> well, or maybe just for the Arabs. I don't know. For the uh, Arab street. Maybe the Arab street would like it. Yeah, I'll tell you, this 30th anniversary thing, this fundraiser that they talked me into, I didn't want any part of it. I knew that, you know, enough is enough. Let's not uh, go there anymore. And it's just a disaster. Just a disaster. Can't even break 20 grand. I just, I'm embarrassed by it because I don't want, I don't want anything to do with it. Just like Tom Jickey, you know, he's shining. And by the way, your buddy Tom, next time you see him at the track, just before you throw him over the edge of the uh, roof, Tom, he screwed up on Greg Budell. He got that information wrong in his column, too. See, anything that has to do with local is out of his territory now, unless it's a prefab column about some TV show that's going off the air in five minutes. He, he has, he's clueless. What totally he, out of touch. What did he write about Greg Budell? In the Q&A thing last Sunday, somebody asked him, whatever happened to Greg Budell? So he writes that, oh, he's, he's uh, honing his talk show skills. He's doing a talk show in Alabama. And he's uh, counting on when Neil Rogers retires, he's going to uh, take his spot. And he was only half kidding when he said it. Well, I must have talked to Budell like months ago because then I get on Monday, I read that, and I get a couple of emails that he's doing talk show on, or, uh, no, he's playing oldies music on 640 on WJNA in Palm Beach. So once again, little Tommy has no clue what's going on in South Florida. I'm 1,200 miles away, the sun is shining, and i got a much better finger on the pulse of South Florida than Tom Jicka. He's so out of touch. Okay. No, you don't have to say anything. I know these are all your buddies I'm always picking on. You don't have to say anything. I don't want to, you know, put a crimp into your friendship just like Dick Stockton. At least he had a sense of humor. That, that was great that day. That was yeah. very funny. That was very funny. Yep. I bet you Jim Lampley don't have a sense of humor if you said something about his wife. Remember Jim Lampley? Yeah. That when he was at ABC, he had that, I little know Jim pot, Lampley. that little pot problem when he was at ABC? Yeah. Yeah. That was about 30 years ago. And his wife gets really bent out of shape when he tells her to roll him a joint. She gets very upset. I don't know. His wife doesn't have any hands. I know. She has oh. this condition. She has hands, but they're... Uh, you don't want to, you, know, you really want to explore this any further? No. Are you sure? Oh. <laughs> I, was hoping, I was hoping you weren't going to go there. No. Her fingers oh, are fused brother. together. We'd rather go back to 1050 and mow. Well, that's good that he's got something going on, huh? Mow. Something mowing on. Do they allow oh, mom when it's a rating period? Hey, listen, don't start now. He's legendary in his own mind. Make no mistake about it. Plus, he's uh, got that New York-y, Jewy sound. They like him up there until they realize who it is. Oh, that's uh, Mo Howard David. Oh, boy, we should have wanted to hear him. Turn the dial, uh, Seymour. They're not going to be too happy about that. Well, listen, have a great weekend. Yeah, you, you too. I'm sure plenty. you got all your college hoops. you got the Panther Islander game uh, on Sunday tonight. It's a big weekend. Eddie Kay will be giving you the overs and unders on the Panther Islander game. Once it's over at uh, 10 o'clock, he'll be on. From Atlantic City, boy, you guys have got the life. Oh, yeah. He's the, he just shows he from Vegas. For... He just shows from Atlantic City. Yeah, he's on I, I tell you one thing. I wouldn't go back to Atlantic City if they gave me 10, 10 grand in cash to gamble. If I had a bet it there, I wouldn't go there. I, I, I don't just, think I, he was all excited about going there. But no. It's uh, some fight that he's doing. That, oh, is that it? Yeah. Definitely not a place for Jews, I'll tell you that. Atlantic City? No way. Margate is where they all live. It's the next Margate, town, next Margate, town New south. Jersey, not Margate, Florida. Right. Well, maybe they, maybe some of them are from Margate, Florida. No, it's the next town south. By the way, I got there's an ad today that's pretty horrifying on page 68 of the entertainment section of the Sun Sentinel. Before you go, yeah. Boca's new smash hit Supper Club, five guys named Mo. Oi! Wow. Now playing. Doy, 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 doy. 
And all of a sudden, you saw (laughs) Moe. Oh, man. That's a that's a quintuple nightmare. And I didn't make that up. Well, we had that sponsor on there, that Moe's Place. What that was the name of that, George? Moe's, uh... You got me. Sloppy yeah, Moe's? Yeah, we did. Oh, Mr. Moe's. Mr. Moe's. That was it. We had them on for about a week. Moe. Then it was Moe Bandy with Carl Allen. Well, don't start with that harness racing stuff now. That'll be the end of this. No. Well, listen, have a great weekend, yeah, like I too. said. And, uh, you know, don't be afraid. Step right up there and send it in. I'm ready. Hasta luego. You too. Come on, cough up 20 bucks, you cheap bastards. Upon the blessed day, sure a little bit of heaven fell and nestled in the sea. But you're going straight to hell for homosexuality. Oh, God loves the Irish as long as men are men. Except perhaps the leprechauns, we've never been sure of them. You can be stinking drunk and Ireland chumps will laugh it all away. But you can't be Irish if you're gay. No, you can't be Irish if you're gay. Hey, happy St. Patty's Day, all you <laughs> drunks. I'm just, just talking about Irish either. I mean, just it's another right. excuse for people to get drunk St. Patty's That's Day. That's right. 742 votes on today's pool before we get into anything else. Don't uh, worry about the shirataki noodles, okay? Some of you will like them and some of you say, oh, fat. I'm hearing that echo again, and I'm getting pretty uh, tired. Hey, how about now? Yeah, is that gone? Yeah, it's gone now. Why, why do we keep doing that all week? Is this our first week on the air or what? Just, uh, just a mess Maybe our with last you, week. Huh? Just a mess with you, I think. No, seriously, it, it's getting really annoying. Just uh, cut the crap. What was that? I just uh, kept your return on there. Well, cut it out. And look at that. We're doing this demographic poll, which we already got. If we had any audience, we already had about three, 4,000 votes on there, because I realize it's only a snapshot of the whole audience, you know, about half. <laughs> But Christ Almighty, what's the story with these people? You were so lethargic. Just never saw a place that was like so dead. And look at that. We got no, the only category left that we have nobody uh, on there yet in our demographic survey, which we, we haven't done this in about three years. Hispanic white female, 55 plus. We got no old Julieta, no old green tooth Julieta. Come on. No, they're watching the Come soaps. on, Carmelita. Come on, Celia Cruz. I wish. No, none. Zero. Zero. They're all with Radio Mambi and Radio Siemaku and all this other crap. Get with it. Speak in English and get with the program, will you please? 
So our total for abandoned pet rescue with our um, About 30, man. campaign with our CDs and T-shirts. I I whipped out the uh, CD here. I'm going to read some of the titles on there to try to like uh, goose up a little business. Aye. Eighteen thousand two seventy-five. Now that's uh, and uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when, when did we officially start this? Two and a half weeks ago? Did we start it on the, I don't know. On uh, your anniversary. On, the first. on March 1st? Right. So today's the 17th, so that means like two and a half weeks this thing's been going on. Mm -hmm. And we got less than 20 grand. That, that's not very, uh, really uh, uplifting to me. Okay. Very disconcerting. Almost as disconcerting as the fact that it's already 1014. This is Neil Rogers. Scott. This is the time of year when everyone's a wee bit Irish. Say, Colleen, would you be wanting to come over to my place to help me uh, wax my shillelagh? Oh, now that I would, Mother Patrick, if you'd be wearing the green. I know, there's a smart lassie. She's making sure her laddie's wearing the Kelly Green protection of leprechaun <laughs> Don't be wishing on a four-leaf clover or falling for the gift of gab. Especially if you're planning on kissing some blarney stones or <laughs> what have you. Be doubling your protection with different condoms. They're strong enough for a man. But I like them too. So, get yourself a different condom and you won't be catching anything else. Happy St. Patty's Day. <laughs> Forgot to ask the Humper about the green bagels. I guess we don't get those at QAM, right? That was at IOD. We haven't ever here. No. No, because you know, at least IOD, we had a couple of Jews working there. Now the only Jews we got on this station are the ones on the air. 1019 at QAM. Here's a fact that says, thank you so much for posting the link to 9-11 Loose Change Edition 2. Everybody must watch that if you've got an IQ larger than your thumbnail, larger than a hangnail. Since I'd love to rent a theater, have a showing for the locals. Who knows, maybe I can find the bucks to do so. That would be great. Although we ought to have it like on TV. Everybody ought to be forced to sit down and watch Fahrenheit 9-11 and then Loose Change Part 2 and uh, Pentagon Strike and all of these, all of these, all of these things. things. But they won't. And they don't. Because they're busy. So anyway, those noodles. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I tried to convince myself that they were good. They, they weren't bad. They were edible. And I put my sauce on there, my low-carb sauce. And the good news is my blood sugar actually went down. Half hour after I ate it, then it went kind of like back up to where it started, which is okay. And uh, and it didn't seem to have like any impact on my blood sugar because they're virtually mm. zero carbs. Oh, th that part of it's good. My suggestion is wash it off real good and nuke it for three or four minutes and then um, pour your stuff over it. And don't, don't even use the whole bag. I'd use a half a bag. In other words, it's kind of like a filler to your sauce and your sausages and maybe some um, shrooms yeah, and some, some sliced olives, sliced black olives, stuff like that. And then I, I'm going to try today, like, melting some cheese on it. Mm. Yeah, because I'm always, I'm always big on melting cheese in pasta. I love that. Like I told you, I could even take a can of Franco-American spaghetti, which is real you garbage. Know, it's sweet. No, listen to me. I know. I know. If you're in the right mood, and you, like, take a slice of Swiss cheese, and you jam it in there, and you nuke it, and it all melts right. inside. Oh. If you're in the right mood, like, starving, and you're going to die no, any minute No, you're suicidal. I see. You're really depressed. If Geldy was on here that day. Oh, he's on here today? Oh, jeez. Yeah, let's look at that schedule. We got Geldy at the Yenta Center at 2 o'clock this afternoon. It'll cost you 100 bucks to walk up and say hi to him. Mad Dog at Conine's, 4 to 6.30. By the way, I want you to be sure and uh, get over there and buy a bunch of stuff because uh, Josh Cordes will be there. And if he doesn't raise more, then oh. I'm uh, canceling all future checks, even if he has to put up 20 bucks himself. Panther Preview at 6.30. Panthers host the Islanders, 7 o'clock tonight. Boy, that's a big game for the Islanders anyway. And Eddie K. from Atlantic City follows Panthers hockey. Any interest no. in those Panthers? No. 
So uh, you're going to be out of Conan's. I'm sure you can do better than you did uh, down there at Bernie uh, Steakbone uh, Cozart's. I'm sure of it. And one guy did show up, but he forgot his cash. Yeah. What do you want to do? Didn't come back, buddy. He said he was coming back. Yeah, yeah sure. They always say that. Mm-hmm. So is uh, General uh, MacArthur. He's coming back. I shall return. No, you're not, Doug. Get lost. Before anything else, wait till you hear this. It shows you the Democrats how they just misread everything. They're just just a bunch of spineless cowards, and they don't even know what's going on. And also your uh, new hero, Lou Dobbs, idiot. Yeah. What is this man thinking? Has he lost his mind, Russ Feingold? Well, guess mm. what? A new poll finds that a plurality of Americans favor plans to censure George W. Bush, while a surprising 42% favor moves to actually impeach your president. How do you like that? I like it a lot. A poll taken March 15th, that sounds like two days ago, by American Research Group found that among all adults, 46% favor Russ Feingold's plan to censure El Presidente, while just 44% opposed. Approval of the plan grows slightly when the sample is narrowed to voters, up to 48% in favor of censuring the sitting president. Even more shocking oh my God. is that just 57% of Republicans are opposed to the move, 14% still undecided, 29% actually in favor. Fully 70% of Democrats want to see Bush censured. Most surprising of all. The poll found fully 43% of voters in favor of actually impeaching the president, with just 50% of voters opposed. While only 18% of Republicans want to see Bush impeached, 61% of Democrats and 47% of independents reported they wanted to see the House move ahead with the Conyers resolution. The poll was taken March 13 to 15, Monday through a Wednesday. How do you like that? Right during Purim, no less. Probably a Jew thing. So there you go. Okay, here's our poll from yesterday. What simply doesn't mix? Not a bad poll. Thanks, Sean. Come up with something good for a change. 1,625 votes. Uh, fundraisers in this show should have been on. That would have been number one. I'd have voted for it 4,000 times. Not, not doing that no more. It's getting me very aggravated. Just creeping along. Of course, you're forgetting about a lot of the stuff. Like at IOD, Camilla's House had their own mailing list. Remember that? That's right. And so we get, I get all, every day we get like a whole fistful mm -hmm. of checks. You know, a couple mm -hmm. thousand, five right. hundred, plus the money that was coming in from the uh, appearances and stuff. Right. Plus the money, of course, that was being donated internally by everybody. On this. I'm, I'm not doing that. I don't want to, like, put any muscle on anybody because it's just, it's just not right. I didn't want to do this in the first place. I don't want to, okay? I don't want to. Leave me alone. What simply doesn't mix? Church and state, 501. George Bush in the White House, 320. Jews and Arabs, 185. They're still killing each other until they get it right. Old Farts and Driving, 133. Black Folks in Movie Theaters, 123. Sex and Potty, 123. Money and Friendship, 55. It's a bad mix. Just keep your money in your pocket. Say, I'd like to remain your friend. I'm not giving you a dime. Even if you're going to starve to death. I'd rather be your friend than watch you eat. South Florida and Hockey, 35. A bad mix. Just stupid. Business and Family's got... About 30, man. Guns and Booze, 25. Dolphins in the Super Bowl, 17. Sex and Food, 16. Love and Marriage, 15. Neil Rogers Show and Phone Calls, 13, which we don't have any at the moment, and that's probably just as well. Radio and Dumb Jocks, 12. OJ. Cubans and Democrats, 10. High School and Military Recruiters, 6. Panthers in the Playoffs, 4. And Old Farts in Movie Theaters, 2. Well, they must have a bad memory, or maybe they just don't go to the movie theaters where the old farts are talking out loud oh, yeah. and repeating the dialogue. What, oh, he, guys? He's going to say, uh, hey, Gertrude, he's going to say, oh, I just uh, shot the guy, and it was, I, uh, yeah. Or whatever. Ben Berry Jackass writes, this is uh, just amazing. I, I just, I don't get it. Do you get it? Get what? The, the way they're just dragging their uh, heels on this thing. I don't have any schedule for next week, by the way, Clarence. No, I don't either. It might be up on the board, but I don't have one. We don't got no schedule. 
Well, maybe they're still deciding about that, too. QM General Manager Joe Bell said there's no rush to fill the job vacated when Howard David left in January after being informed his contract would not be renewed. It's still wide open, he said. Well, isn't that great? It's only March 17th. It's only St. Patty's Day. That would be a good poll to take. By what holiday will we have the 2-4 to slot filled? Fourth of July? May Day? Uh, Labor Day? Sukkot? Bell named four internal candidates. Orlando L. Zaguiri. Rock solid. Steve Geldstein. Ah! Kimba Bocamper and Curtis Stevenson. And it's considering unspecified external options as well. External options. Those are various words. External. Meanwhile, Mo Howard David's been filling in as a talk host on New York Station 1050 AM. That's not the fan. That's the secondary sports talk station in New York. Of course. Goes without saying. Well, there you go, Mo. Best, do, do, best do, do, of luck to you, sweetheart. And happy for him, too. We sure miss him, don't we? Guy's a coconut. Like when they took a uh, 600-pound tumor off your back. Same kind of thing. You're so used to having it there, you miss it badly. Okay, when we get to that demographic survey, how are we going to do that? Now, do we find, did we finally get an old uh, uh, spigot? No. We got freeway, no spigot. Hispanic white female, 55 plus. We got, in fact, it equals uh, what Josh took in at Bernie Kosar's last night. Oh, the oh, big oh, 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 Zero. This Not is a Neil Rogers. Not... They say that everyone is Irish. I'm saying that is the... And some of those same folks even have an Irish name. But there's one man in particular who really is quite vile. Don't let his last name fool you, folks. He's not from the Emerald Isle. No, I'm telling he is Irish. He don't like wearing green. He'll only go out with a lass who's under age 15. R. Kelly, he is Irish. He's just a slimy punk. And Irish eyes ain't smiling when they're listening to punk. No, R. Kelly, he ain't Irish. In case you didn't know, that's because real Irishmen don't call each other bro. No, that's because real Irishmen don't call each other bro. You failed. To legalize their status in the United States. There's the Irish Prime Minister Ahern and Bush's stand one on. Stable and secure lives for themselves. And Bush's looking like, like a leprechaun. This is the Alfred E. Newman look that he always has in his face. Like, uh, you're going to shut up already or what? He sounds like Lucky. Huh? He sounds like Lucky. Challenge to live together. To live together. Oh, that Irish brogue, man. It just sends me right to the turlet. Anyway, our uh, best, uh, I'm going to give one plug, and then I'm just uh, washing my hands of it. You know, I'm, what am I going to do about this? 560 QAM. You better know your laws, Mr. The Bridge Tender. Saying it's a picture of me on the front. It's, uh, the artwork is great. I'm stomping on the grave of the bridge tender, and the bridge tender is even, it looks like Moe's muskrat is on top of the uh, tombstone. It's a pain to visit. I see. And the hand of the bridge tender is reaching up out of the grave. You better know your laws, mister, because you sure don't. Anyway, here's some of the stuff that's on there. Young Neil, old Neil, the bridge tender. Foul-mouthed dolphins. Uncensored. Which we can't. I beg your pardon? That's the uncensored version, too. Wow. Kiss yeah. her butt. Dwayne Stomp. The long uh, version. The original Larry King wigs out. Sitting on a bench in Delray. Big black guy named Benny. Bonnets graduate. Emin Enema. Cowboy Dick's ice cream. The Mo the Doy the Geldy. Puffy on a millionaire show. That's where about thirty man came right. from. You did want it. Dickens cider. F U America. The ticket lady. Donald Duck feels good. That was the original name. I have no idea why you changed it just to make it dirtier. The FCC indecency song. Uh, I hate QAM. Jesus land. Oh, that's one of my very favorites. I'm mm -hmm. gonna have to play that. Joe's Pesci Tourette's PSA. Uncensored. If I only had a. Miss. 
down on my knees, lonesome faggot. Moe's leaving. Oh, what a dyke. Playing bagpipes is on there. Well, that's the only right. place you'll hear it again. Uh-huh. Mr. Mole Man, whose deck is bigger, Bush Bike Song, Wonder Jock, uh, Make Me Doy, and Thanks for the Memory. There's great stuff on there. And uncensored, no less. Oh, and again, yeah. contains adult language and themes not suitable for children. The warning's right there on the bottom. So, in big, big letters. So, if you can read, just to don't have like little kids under the age of five listening to it. So, we're doing our annual... Well, we haven't done it, like I said, in three years. We should be doing it more often. Keep in touch with our fading audience. Probably most of the audience is dead by now. Our annual demographic survey, which are you? And then we've got the... Uh, do I really want to read this whole thing? I don't think so. <laughs> that would be really boring. Even to me, it's boring. 841 people have checked in so far. you got the whole weekend to do it. So far, the overwhelming majority of our audience is male 2554, which, of course, is exactly what we want, right? Oh, right. thank God for that. Oh! Yeah. Thank the Lord. Non-Hispanic white male 25 to 54, 53%, 449. Non-Hispanic white male 55 plus old farts like me, 131, 15.5%. Hispanic white male 25 54, 85 but females, we ain't got them. Now, white, non-Hispanic white females, 25, 50, before we got a few, 41. But after that, you've got to really look for the females. Right? I'll start yeah. now. Look for them women, yeah. I mean, looking and looking and looking. A Native American, though, we got six males and four females. I, I didn't break down like black into like Jamaican and Haitian and African American and Canadian African. Uh, no. And I certainly didn't break down Native American by age because how many we got? Ten. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you know, we'll take ten engines. That's fine. We love them. Uh, Hispanic white female, twenty-five, fifty-four, four. Let's see. Let's see about under twenty-five. Non-Hispanic white male under twenty-five, twenty-one. White punks, twenty-one, and Hispanic male under twenty-five, fourteen. That's not too bad. But young, well, young. Fe look at this. Non-Hispanic white female under twenty-five, one. One white chick under twenty-five. How do you like that? Mm-hmm. Black female under twenty-five, one. One dark chick. Boy, but we still old. And, of course, the old Juliettes that might be listening, they have no computer anyway. You think that might be the excuse that we have none? Out of 853 no. votes, Hispanic white female 55 plus, they hate me like they hate us. They hate you especially, you sellout, you uh, turncoat, yeah, you yeah. spick. Self-hating. Well, I like them. them. No, you don't. Old Juliettes, like your mother, you mean? No, not the old Julian. <laughs> well, we're talking 55 plus. Old, man. Old. Ancient. Even too old for you. WQAM, hello. Hey, I'm trying to get a hold of Neil Rogers. Speaking. How you doing? Okay. Okay, how did the noodles that you were talking about? Yeah. Um, you should um, try to cook them with an egg in there. Just put a little water in your pot. Then put yeah. an egg in there. Cook it that way and then put some sausage in there. They'll probably mm. taste a whole lot different. Okay. Okay, you have a great day. Thank you, too. Thanks. Put a little egg in your shirataki noodles. I'll try that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to experiment with it this weekend because i got like nine more bags of it in there. Ooh. Oh, right. I don't know. I'm waiting for <laughs> No, it, it's not bad, but it certainly isn't going to like revolutionize people's taste because most of you aren't going to like it. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Well, I have no vested interest. If I did, I would lie to you, you know, if they want to pay me. But just to lie to you just for the hell of it, what, what would I gain by that? No, this Greenfield stuff, if it ever shows up, if they ever return my email, I'm going to start to wonder about that. Anybody out there ever try that Dreamfields low-carb pasta? Because I got that coming, too. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon Singular wireless line. I'm in the mood for 4,000 calls today, you know? Just in one of those strange moves. i got a hair up my Rectum. nose. 
WQAM, hello. Thank you, Yes, sir. Hey, just uh, related to your noodles, I was thinking also, did it say you could boil them? Because that might take some of the bad flavor out. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it'll be better than mushy, like when you microwave them. Okay, I'll give it a shot. See, he doesn't get it. I didn't say there was any bad. There isn't any bad taste. It it has no taste. Delicious, but no taste. But it's chewy. Mm-hmm. And slippery, you know what I mean? It's uh, they yeah. don't taste like real, uh, which they're not. They're not real uh, pasta, you know. So I guess you know. I think the second time I try it today, I'm gonna like uh, do a little cheese number in there. You ever do a little cheese, <laughs> little cheese number? I think I did one this morning. What are we talking about? Anyway, five six seven oh five sixty. You know the rest. WQAM. Hello. Hi. Is this a fake Ron? Is that is that it? That was it. That was a very. That was wow. maybe even worse than the one the other day. Now they're doing fake Rons. Well, you you people are so original, man. It just scares that. It makes me so pleased that I'm not there. You have you can't even imagine. Oh yeah. There are no words to describe how ecstatic I am that I'm almost never there. Oh look at that. I would like that call so much. I put him on hold. WQAM. Hello. Yes, WQAM. Yes, noodles line. <laughs> noodles line. Yeah, the Dreamfields uh, pasta is excellent. Uh, you can get it at Publix down here in South Florida. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. No, I get it all the time. And it's got almost no carbs in it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Well, I got some ordered. I hope hell it shows up before I croak. <laughs> Thanks for the good news, Pally. Okay, thank you. They've got some, and that stuff is made with a special process I've been reading about. At least that's their, they, what they claim. That blocks most of the carbs, but it looks and it's like regular pasta. It's not this like stuff, this make-believe stuff in a smelly bag like the shirataki noodle stuff. I mean, you open that thing up and ooh, ah, and especially if you don't like fish, like I can't stand this. Remember how many times have I talked about that? That like at an open-air market, like oh god, I start like throwing up in my mouth a little bit. Can't stand it. Do we have any old Julieta? I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep looking at that. I don't care about the other numbers on there. It's just a none. Yeah, let's just get what? one. One. Oh, there's got to be some old uh, Julio lady with a sense of humor. Come on. Yeah. What's wrong with you, old uh, Spicks? God, Hispanic white female, 55 plus, none. Although a lot of these other ones too, especially in the female categories, we ain't got no women. That's just the way it is, you know. Oh. Now ask me if I care. This you is care? Neil Rogers. No. This is 560 QAM. Friday, you bastards. It's late at night. You're fast asleep, and a shadowy figure is about to break into your home. But you're protected. Yes, it's the James Brown Home Security Alarm. The hardest working alarm in the safety business. Designed by the godfather of home protection himself. The James Brown Alarm protects you from burglars, vandals, peeping tars. And if you act now, we'll include at no extra cost the patented James Brown Hot Pants Fire Alarm. So put the soul patrol on your keyhole. With the James Brown Home Security System. You'll say. Okay, so here's the deal what we're doing for our uh, fundraiser today. 11 to 1. 11 to 1, that's in 15, 14 minutes. 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Well, he's already there. He just called me. Okay, well, just tone it down a couple of notches. Now, don't get you, you wanted me to be excited, you know? 
No, not on a Friday. Oh, well, uh, he's there. Monday. Monday, <laughs> we need to be excited and get everything. No, by Friday, we wind it down a little bit, okay? Just relax. Tone it back a couple of notches, please. Hey, this is a holiday for me today. Why is that? I'll be, uh, he's Irishish. I'll be boosting it up later. Well, public's parking lot at the Hollywood Young Circle. So, in other words, it takes a holiday for you to be boosting it up? Right, like any day <laughs> right. for this punk. 11 to 1, the van will be at the public's parking lot, Hollywood Young Circle. And then today, tomorrow, and Sunday, 4 to 6.30 at Conine's Grill at 5181 Sheridan Street in Hollywood. And Josh will be uh, drinking up a storm there and uh, probably giving away the damn CDs and T-shirts. No, I don't know about that. Well, since you're so proud of being Irish, Mr. Hotshot, let me pass this along to you. New York City's first openly gay city council leader said she's boycotting the St. Paddy's Day Parade because organizers barred Irish gays and lesbians from joining the festivities for a 16th straight year. How do you like that? Yeah, uh, Just like that bit we play. Anybody can be Irish unless, of course, you're gay. I can't deny who I am on any given day, said Council Speaker Christine Quinn, the mighty Quinn. wonder if she's kin to Pat Quinn. He's going to get canned. She said she'll attend several pre-parade breakfasts along with Mass at St. Patty's Cathedral, but will not join the 150,000 marchers today on Fifth Avenue. Quinn, who took office in January, said attempts at brokering a deal with the ancient order of Hibernians. Oh, brother. Hibernians. I, I know. The ancient order of Hibernians for the 245th parade fell through. The city's Irish gays had long hoped to march behind their own banner like other groups. In other words, you think I can't read now? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I know the Hibernians way back know. when. Maybe your vision's going blurry. From no, my vision is fine. Noodles. I can see it. I see it real clear, you know? When it shows up, I see it. The fight to let Irish gays march under their own banner dates to 1991, when parade organizers first rejected an application from the Irish Lesbian and Gay Organization. I didn't even know there was an Irish lesbian and gay organization. There is now. The organizers said they wanted to keep politics out of the event, which attracts as many as two million spectators. Well, those Irish, they always like their taters. Instead, 35 members marched with the Manhattan Division of the Hibernians and then Mayor David Dinkins. The group was sprayed with beer and insults as it walked up Fifth Avenue. That was its last appearance in the parade. Yeah, the Irish hate it when you spray them with beer. Mayor Michael Bloomberg, who will march today, again urged the Hibernians to change their stance and leave the gay contingent in. I've always believed this is a city where all parades should be open to everybody. Orientation and gender should not be the deciding thing, said Bloomberg. He also said, Oi! Like that, just like that. He leaves me limp, man. He's, he's got, he can't complain about his personality because he doesn't have any. He's as boring as old spilt milk. The arena for the first-round NCAA men's tournament game between Alabama and Marquette was temporarily evacuated yesterday after bomb-sniffing dogs found a suspicious package about two hours before tip-off. The dogs detected the package inside a four-by-inch condiment container in a vendor cart outside Cox Arena at San Diego State University. A bomb robot was sent to the scene, FBI spokeswoman Jan Caldwell said. CBS News learned that the all-clear at the arena took place less than two hours before tip-off. Fans began filing in 40 minutes before the rescheduled tip-off. Marquette players were the first to take the floor. Who cares about that? No bomb was found. Well, guess what it was, actually. It turned out to be like a, a bad weenie is what it was. You ever see dogs sniffing a bad weenie? All the time. No, I know. Just this morning. Well, that's what it was. So there was a bad weenie in the vending cart, and the dog sniffed that out, which is probably good. Probably saved somebody food poisoning. There was no bomb, no terrorist. Not that we're in a panic or anything like that, you understand. I'm still not getting no return email from my friends at, uh, what is it, DreamWorks, DreamFields, Dream, uh, Dream On, Dream On Randy. Doesn't that bug you when you email somebody, just wait and wait and mm -hmm. wait and wait? And then when you least expect it, you get a response or not or nothing. I may have to call them at 2 o'clock, just bitch them out. I may do it, do it during the next break. 
call up and say, where's my damn pasta, damn it? And now that the guy called and said it's really good stuff, maybe I can go and find it in my supermarket instead of wasting my time. Although I have bought three things this week online, ordered them all on Sunday and Monday, and they're all here. Isn't that nice? That's great. Stuff actually shows up. I, I like that business buying stuff online. Mm-hmm. Call me new-fashioned. Not an old fuddy-duddy like some people. Oh, well, I don't know nothing about computers. That just, that just makes my blood boil. I don't, I don't get it. Why not? Why, why not? Come into the 21st century. Be Fear nice. change. Come into the 20th century. We still have no old Juliets. They, they're, you know something? They're out there. They just they probably got 15 computers sitting around. They're just doing it to piss me off, and they're succeeding, which they always do. Comunista, comunista, maricón, comunista, bugarón, ba 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 You know that crap. That's it. Who the hell are you kidding, you old bags? All just like your mother. Oh, yeah. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yeah. Happy St. Patty's Day. I'm drunk as a coot already. Okay, good. WQAM, hello. Yeah, where's the band at? I want to get my... Oh, God. Oh. WQAM, hello. Hi, I got three personalities. WQAM, hello. Neil, I think uh, I've got an answer to that dog sniffing incident over there in San Diego. Oh, okay, good. Go tell it to somebody. 5670560. Pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. Like I said, I'm in the mood for 100,000 calls today. You'll see. It's going to be special. Like line 9, Josh is a personal line. QAM, Josh uh, line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there he is. <laughs> Fake Eddie. You gotta work on that a lot, and I'm sure he is. This guy sounds like he's like doing it 24/7, and the Eddie imitation too. WQAM Eddie line, hello. WQAM. So that now that sounded like the slop over from the, from the last one, didn't it? Wow. QAM. Yeah, huh, he won't. WQAM, hello. Any news today on the uh, King of All Media? Oh, brother. Now, who was that blind Mike? That might have been blind Mike. It, it might have been. Like, or the king of all media. Who, who like speaks quite like that, huh? Nobody. No. No, even FMQB ain't got nothing there. That, that was the interesting thing about that hatchet job yesterday. It was on the FMQB website, which they, they got their head so far up Howard's butt that it's coming out his earlobes. So for them to do like a slice job on that and to like do all that Opie and Anthony stuff, that was pretty uh, amazing. And I looked today to see if there was a follow up, and uh, no. no, no denial. WQAM, hello. Yes, Neil. Yes, sir. Like to have a chronic cough? No. WQAM, hello. Hi. Hi. Um, I was wondering when the van, when um, Miguel and the van were going to be at the public on Young Sofa. I wanted to make it to Joe Nation. 11 to 1. 11 to 1. Perfect. I'm going to be in that area. Excellent. Great. Thank you. Bring, bring a lot of cash. I'm bringing lots of it. Bags I'm of it. just okay. coming from the bank. Well, I just got spanked by a kid, a little kid, for no reason. Some kid came up and hit me while I was online at the bank. Well, good Can for you. Can you believe okay. that? Yeah, I can't believe it. That's the uh, Florida effing way. Okay, thanks, sweetheart. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Some kid came up and spanked her right on the old... Rectum. probably enjoyed it. Knock him out. Just bring us a lot of cash, okay? Don't worry about uh, all that other schweinerei. 5670560, pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular wireless line. You know, there are words that come out of my mouth, and I have no idea where they... Came from. That's good. I like that. You sure they're out That's of your mouth? Spontaneous the stream of unconsciousness. 918 uh, tallies there already. It's not really votes, tallies, check ins. Pally. That's the whole audience, I think. And no old. We still got the big shadow there by that old. Uh, you know, if we go the whole weekend and there's not one, I'm oh. going to conduct an investigation. I'm going to get Ramon Saul Sanchez to go and investigate. Knocking on doors. 
go there to Domino Park, see what those old bags are doing. Radio Mambi and uh, Radio uh, whatever. What's the other one? Whatever that crap is. They're sitting there. And, of course, they're getting a real good perspective on what life is all about, what's going on in the world from the far right. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Great calls this morning. I must be that typical St. Patty's Friday. Hey, listen. Last week you did a poll, a week or so ago, about a poll about a woman fantasizing or something you like to fantasize about. No, we didn't. WQAM, hello. QAM. He just sounded too much like you. Mm-hmm. QAM. Line strangler. <laughs> wow. WQAM, hello. Not there. Mark that down, line one, malfunction. WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. I wanted to ask Neil something. Go ahead. Oh, shoot. Uh, did you? I, I used to come down here in the seventies. You were talking about uh, what's his name, Larry King in the track. Did you know that he used to be on this show called uh, Race to Riches? It was a, a contestant show, and they play um, films of races, and the contestants would pick what horse won. And he was the he was the host of that show. Really? You never saw that? Never, never heard of it. You never heard of it? Do with that? And none to do with that? And none to do with that? <laughs> he did. It was, it was and, and all of a sudden, <laughs> I saw him at Pumpernick's and uh, back in the 70s. I thought, I you, know, I thought you would have known that. I don't have a bone spot. Okay, well, that's uh, pretty interesting. A little Larry King trivia there, what do you say? <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. That was, that was special. That is great radio. I agree. You got it, Larry. You got your thumb right on it. Snap those suspenders one more time for us. Oh, boy. Our annual demographic survey, which are you? we got all the demos and all the uh, categories and spos and schvos and honkies and whatever. All on there for you. Ages. And we still got no old Julieta. You don't tell me your mama don't listen. She doesn't. Good. Thank God for that. Here, here, she heard you ripping her an ass. She knows. People one tell of her. The worst, one of the worst things I can imagine is somebody going on the air and ripping their mother. This Who would do such is things? Neil Rogers. Yeah. This is 560 11 o'clock at 560 WQM. We got Geldy. Much, much, too much Geldy lately, especially this week, man. Way too much Geldy, Joe. Way, way too much. Oh, God. Give us a break already. I just uh, still can't get over that very jackass, but like we uh, said the other day, we don't care. You know, we're just uh, here to do the best we can under impossible circumstances. Now, I got this whole, st- I got a stack of pretty good stuff here, but I don't, I don't really feel like doing it today, you know? Maybe you don't. I'll save it till tomorrow. No, I just don't because the calls are coming pouring in. 
What? What are you like? What are you chuckling about? What oh, is I, wrong I, I with you? Told you told myself a funny joke. God. Gay versus Muslim soccer said in Netherlands. Uh, I heard about that this morning. A Dutch multicultural group is organizing a soccer tournament between gays and Muslims, hoping to counter what a study published yesterday said was a rising tide of fear among gays. A nationwide survey by the Police Research Academy in uh, Netherlands said that most gays questioned feel unsafe and reported experienced verbal attacks in the last year. You fairy! Of the 776 homos who responded to an Internet questionnaire, 80% said they believe their safety was threatened at some time during the year, said Academy Director Fritz Vleck, who commissioned the research. Only 3% said they were physically assaulted, Vleck said in an interview, but some 40% claimed they had been insulted or verbally abused. You fairy! Youths from Moroccan and Turkish backgrounds often were blamed for the incidents, well, that figures, because homosexuality is not widely accepted in many Muslim cultures. Well, thank God that there's no Muslim homos. <laughs> Parts of the Muslim community still resist homosexuality and receive little education about it, he said. Muslim gay tension is the theme of the soccer tournament organized by the Institute of Multicultural Development. An organizer of the group said she hoped the competition will help ease those tensions so that people can openly talk about homosexuality. Gay Muslims can take their choice of team, she said. People have many identities. A Latin team, along with the team of a well-Latin team, that would be an overflowed crowd for that one, along with the team of all women players, has also been assembled for the government-sponsored competition. A Latino team of homos, of which there are only, what, how many million? About 30, man. That's just in the Netherlands. 5670560, pound 560 in the Verizon and Wireless Line. How are we doing out there at Publix, baby? Now, let's see. Our goal today is 1725 bucks to get to 20000 I don't hear a response. And well, what do you want him to give me updates like every break, or how's it how's this working? We're not doing that anymore. Whatever you want. Last I, didn't, time I didn't think we. Yeah, I thought last time we didn't want to do that. And you really took me seriously on that. That's what makes it exciting. Okay, keep calling every break, Roly. Yeah, it makes it exciting, Roly Poly. Come on, every break we want an update. Why did he call you yet? He just called me when he got there. Well, he's been there for a while now. He's been there for about fifteen twenty minutes. And so the people ought to be lined up. Public's parking lot at the Hollywood uh, Young Circle, man. I remember Young Circle in Hollywood. People used to cruise around that circle, cruise and cruise late at night. Yeah, they're redoing the whole thing there now. Are they really? Well, that's because we don't want no more cruising on there. Like Tom Cruise. You fairy. WQAM, hello. Hey, uh, good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, happy, happy anniversary. And uh, I also want to say thanks for the um, loose change uh, thing on the Internet site. Well, there's at least ten people that saw it already. That's good. Pretty scary uh, stuff, huh? A couple more things. Um, I'd remind uh, George and the other guy of what happened to the bird. They seem to be getting a little sarcastic. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, how... I knew this how was one of these voices. How are you able to um, do the time on a delay when you give the time? How am I able to give the time delay? What does that mean? No, when you say it's 10 minutes after 11, yeah. and you're on a... 15-second delay. We have a special clock. Yeah, I, I don't think we've been given the seconds, although I will start doing that pretty soon. I'll use the second hand on my nice uh, citizen watch. We have a time machine in the you know, <laughs> 30 seconds <laughs> in the future. Yeah, that was from across the street, by the way. Mm-hmm. WQAM, hello. Neil. I could smell it. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'll excuse me. I just cut out of the dentist. My roommate wanted me to call him and say 43-year-old Chinese-Italian. Chinese-Italian? Say, he looks like a furry Asian. Hmm. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we both bought the CD. We both love it. Uh, we've been buying. We bought the the best of CDs all the way back from '92. Excellent. Thanks when a lot, Valley, and keep your chins up. 
Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon Singular Wireless line. I was gonna I was gonna email that to Bob Blabo to last year, but you know because he's got a good sense of humor in spite of all of his uh, travails. He's, he's got to have. But uh, that would have been that would have been bad, wouldn't it? Keep your chins up. Yeah, that would have been. Plus, bad. I don't know how much weight he's lost since he's had all these. I uh, ho- hope a lot. See, that's the great thing, man. I'm down to 190, man, on that scale. Because, uh, of course, yesterday was a part, partial Woodbine day, so that really doesn't count. But that pasta, pasta la pasta, it's not that bad. I don't know why you keep ripping it. That shirataki pasta. Well, you I, guarantee you, I guarantee you wouldn't eat it. Just, just well, why do you say that? I'm, I'm just telling you, you wouldn't eat it. All right. Well, you eat that cup of noodles crap. That's a, that, no, this like is much better than that. Okay. Oh, this is uh, far superior to that. Especially if like you do like that guy said before. Maybe, like, uh, you know, boil it a little bit with an egg. Maybe put a little butter in there, a little garlic and butter. Mmm. But they're chewy. It's not. It's not what you expect when you bite into a noodle. You know what I'm saying? I mean, sometimes you put thing in your something in your mouth. You expect it to have a certain texture and consistency, uh-huh. and then it does not. You know, oh, what's that? You know, like that. That's right. I'm sure you've had that experience. No. I know I have. WQAM. Hello. My Prozac cream. Very good. WQAM. Hello. Dale. Yes, sir. Dale Cliff in Port St. Lucie. I'd be pissed off. Yeah. Um, uh, we were talking about Bob and Tom a couple weeks ago. Uh, I just wanted to add something to that. They will rip Bill Clinton at any chance they can and call him a liar. Yeah. But they're extremely hesitant to rip uh, W. Mm-hmm. And what really is the icing on the cake, while I really don't look to them anymore, is... Now, wait, did, you, did, you, did you call me with us a couple weeks ago with the same song to dance about Bob and Tom? No. Oh, somebody, somebody else, else was calling you. But I just want to add to it. They did a live remote from the Bahamas. Yeah. They're talking about how great the food and the service was in the Bahamas. There. Well, like I said, there. I can't stand Bob and Tom. They got some funny bits, but they don't do them anyway. Five six seven oh five sixty. Nothing worse, nothing worse than somebody who's got funny bits and doesn't do them themselves. Pound five sixty on the Verizon and Singular Wireless lines. Yeah. Well, we got such a big staff on this show, you know. By the way, That's check right. in that you'll be getting a check uh, one of these days. Not not too soon. When it's due. Well, he gets all, you know, I don't want to start getting, like, uh, communications from you via him and the other way around. You know. Oh, he never, oh, he hasn't said broke. anything lately. Well, good. I hope he's really flush. You know what I'm saying? Flush. He's flush. Some of these bits lately. Although I do like, uh... What are you going to do about it? You fairy. Yeah. They said it, too. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hello. Sorry. Yes, sir. Where, uh, where's the truck going to be on Saturday? I want to pick up the CD. Uh, tomorrow at 4 to 6.30 at uh, Conan's Grill, 5181 Sheridan Street, Hollywood. Okay, I was also wondering if Josh can tell me if I'm in shape or not. Yeah, okay, he's checking it out. Where are yeah, he's got, he you? Said you got a he said you got a nice shape of ass, and he likes your pecs. 5670560. Oh, that, that, that was one of the classic lines. I can tell if a guy's in good shape. Uh, it's just... I might want to go jogging with the guy. Get out of here. Good shape, my ass. Come no. on. Come on. Good shape. Oh, you, between the two of you, man, it's just a laugh uh-huh. ride. It's a panic. Oh, no. We don't know. We don't We don't look. No, we don't know. Who cares? One thing on their mind is getting you to admit that you're just gay. Just hysterical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm working on it. I know. A slow, slow, uh, slow take. Take this. How are we doing with that old Juliet? Let me take a look. None. 983 people have checked in on there. It'll be up all weekend, so we can get up to about, like, 40,000. I think somebody should drive their grandma to the computer. And Hispanic, white, female, 55-plus. No, no, I think it's more prestigious this way. I think so that when we get the first one, it'll be like, uh, we, oh, look, there's some guy in New York. 
walking a uh, women gamblers walking a men pin or some chick in New York. Unless it's a guy with really long hair. No, it's women gamblers. Of course gamblers. it's a chick. No man would have a men pin. No straight man would have a men pin. Well, that's what I meant. Oh. Women gamblers. I mean, I mean like, like that. Like there's something novel about that. CNN obsessed with women gamblers. My God, you go into a casino like right. uh, I'd say. They 60%. just discovered that uh, that there are more of them than they thought there were. Oh, I see. Wow, not what a shock. Not that we thought, because mm-hmm. we don't. WQAM, hello. Like the bitches at Woodbine, the broads that want to play two or three machines at the same time, even when it's crowded. Those women. Mm-hmm. I got a message for them. WQAM, hello. Welcome Yes, sir. Uh, a couple months ago or something, you played a, a, a bit like a, when you were six years old and having your radio show. Yeah. Uh, can you play that? Because I caught, like, the, the, the ass end of it there, and I thought it was really funny. You I caught the funny. ass end? Well, watch yeah. out. Don't do that again, man. A lot of stuff going around. Okay, young Neil, you got it, man. All right, good, man. See ya. Yeah, you. Ordinarily, I wouldn't play that, but I'm in such a good mood today. It's on the really disc. Had pretty... Huh? It's on the disc, so you can uh, make a promo. No, I'm not going to play it off of there. I'd be terrified to play anything off that disc. It's got a lot no, of filthy, yeah. potty mouth stuff on Definitely it. Definitely be afraid. Oh, we'd have be to play that once, and we'd be out of business. I'll tell you that right now. How are we doing with that uh, survey? Pretty soon we're going to have 1,000 people have checked in on there. Won't that be impressive? That's the whole audience, of course. 986. We better have over, by the time we come back from this break, there better be over 1,000 people on there, or I'm going to be really porked off. 987, look at that, they're, they're checking on there by the ones. And look at the other categories, they're like, uh, non-Hispanic white female under 25, one. The young white chick, one. Asian female, 25 to 54, one. Asian male under 25, two. I'm only going to read the ones with the zero, one and two. Asian male under 25, two. Hispanic white female under 25, two. Solamente dos. Black female under 25, too. Well, we know they're not listening here. That's for damn sure. Black female, 55 plus. Old black ladies, too. Like Aunt Your Mama. Asian female under 25, only two. Solamente dos. That's... Well, you know, it's, uh, we got our niche, man. It's at 25 to 54. Thank God our bonuses are based on that, even though we'll never get another one. But right. at least it gives us a little a little ray of hope. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you're really hungry right now, head for a feast for lunch at John the Baker. I mean, Rogers program on 1240 WGVA. Here again, America's youngest talk show host, six-year-old Neil Rogers. Okay, I guess we're down with mail. And there's four minutes left in the hour. So let's take some calls. Orleans, hello. Yeah, Neil, how's it going? Great. That's good. Listen, I canceled my subscription to the Rochester Democrat and Chronicle. Of the good old DNC. What an abortion that paper is. Then I asked how many other people did likewise, and they said none of my business. Yeah, well, they're real nice over there. Okay, well, I just thought I'd let you know. You're a fine American. Have a nice life. Wiley, hello. I want to speak to Neil. You got him. Am I on? Yeah. Neil. Yeah. Neil, you're a stinky pinko glue sniffing bedwetter and a pansy. Great call. This is the day so far. Did he say pansy? Let us sneak it off. What a mung brain. I want my buy 30 miles every Saturday to do this show. And this guy calls me named. Shame on you, sir. Shame on you. By the way, have you seen some of those bad boys at the new AMP? <laughs> now, what are you cackling about, eh? Is this my John? 
a million producers in the world, and they stick me in here with an egg. Shut is my thought. Seneca Castle. Hello. from other stations. Batavia, Elmira, Fredonia. But instead, I stay here and entertain you grotesque, subhuman, doodle bags. Unbelievable. Geneva, hello. Hello, is this Neil Rogers? What kind of phone are you on, sir? How's that again? Do you have a dial phone or what? No, I had to put it to the operator. <laughs> well, let's not get into that. Hey, I was listening to Joey Reynolds on WKBW last night. Somebody has to. Did you hear what he's been saying about you? No, I don't listen anymore. He's a doddering old man. He claims he's only 40. Yeah, right. And Joey beat Truman, too. <laughs> Oh, shut up, Ed. You're pathetic. And if you think he's bad now, wait till he hatches. Oh, boy. Okay, let me come back. Maybe the egg will come out of his shell. But I hope not. Oh, God, I hate that bit. Thanks a lot, though, for requesting it, pal, because it's long. It's three and a half minutes long. That's the one redeeming uh, thing that's got going. The only redeeming thing. Despise it. And we got well over a thousand people checked in, a thousand twenty-two on a demographic survey, and we still got old Juliet. Oh, none. Old Juliet, Salario Mambi, Camarista, Camarista, Maricón, Babi, Parabu, like that. Well, tell with them. I'm going to get into my pile now. Okay, we're taking a lot of great calls. How are we doing over there at the Publix? Sixty bucks so far. You know, I'm going to tell you something. I think Duff needs a spanking, although he might like it. You fairy! I am so aggravated with that child. You know, he wouldn't. See, and you want to know why? Why? Because this isn't a positive, it's a negative. It's a downer. You know what I mean? Coming at a time when you know, 30th anniversary, you think, oh, this is going to be really great, exciting, da-da-da-da-da-da, uh, you're like positive. No, uh-huh. it's a negative. It's a downer. It brings you, don't bring, bring me down. Let's play that all day by the animals. Don't bring me down. Eric Burden and the animal. What a burden he's placed on us, you know? How come he's not out there running around collecting money? I don't see him doing nothing. Mr. Genius, Mr. Hotshot, Mr. Sticking His Nose In Where It Don't Belong, Duff. Now, what are they stuck his ass in sales? Wouldn't be the uh, worst place it's been from what I'm hearing. No old Julietas. Uh, Forty, what did you say, 60 bucks? Yeah. And he's been there since uh, 10 before. So let me say it again. This is the last time. I'm not going to sit here and beg all day. Just why, why should I do that? The sun is shining. It's a little on the chilly side. It's about, uh, about 30 minutes. You know, but it's uh, pleasant. It's fine. No snow. Winter is gone. It's come and gone. Wasn't much here. Spring is sprung. In fact, what the hell day is spring official? Is like the 21st, right? He's looking. Day? We're looking. The 20th. The 20th? Yeah. So like midnight on Sunday is a spring already. We're going to be springing into it. So that part of it is all good, but this other stuff, if you want to help us out with a, uh, with this best of Wildcat Rescue, if you want to get your, because uh, it might be worth something someday, I'm sure it won't, but I'm just lying, I'm just telling you that. 
I went through and read all the titles off of there, all the neat stuff like Young Neil that I just played. That's on there. You can listen to it until you're blue in the face, till you're sick, till you want to puke your guts out, till you want to just shove 400 pounds of shirataki noodles down your fat gullet, okay? Or not. We can just, like, put it up on a wall and still have the plastic on it like a, like a collector's item, you know? Like we right. used to do with stamps. Remember when you stamp collecting, you put in them little uh, cellophane things? No, I never did that. Get out of here. You never were a stamp collector? Sorry. That's oh. for rich kids. No. No, and it's not for rich kids. No, when I was a kid, you'd send away like $2 and get like 600 stamps. You 6, had $2,000. You had $2 when you were Of course, a kid? they all had a picture of Hitler on them, but nevertheless. Uh-huh. So here's the deal. The QM van is at the Publix parking lot at Hollywood Young Circle from now at 1 o'clock today. Roly is there. You don't have to be intimidated. Miguel's not there. You don't have to tell him how shapely uh, his ass is or what good shape he's in and nothing like that. Because I don't know who the hell Roly is, but I guess he's, he's just a guy, okay? He's not looking for compliments. You don't have to slap him on the ass like that lady got slapped in the bank. Just go there and uh, toss him cash his way. We've got the T-shirts. He won't mind those if you want to slap him If you want to slap him on the ass, you probably might enjoy it, you know? No! Yeah. Give a little slap. See, we'll see how it works out. Might uh, go somewhere from there. And that's it. I'm, I'm doing my part, and that's all I can do. Because these things have been as much of a dud, as much of a clunker this year. And, and I knew they would. I mean, just, uh, first of all, I, I hate to say this, but a lot of these bits that are on this CD, they're, they're on other ones. Right. You know, well, and year after year, we've, now listen to me. Mm-hmm. We've peddled, you know, like Dwayne Stomp and the Bridge Tender with Young Neil and all. And, and that's fine. And a lot of people don't want to spend 20 bucks for a lot of stuff that they've already got. Dwayne Stomp has never been on any other CD. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. Sorry. Right. You, how much you want to bet? I don't know, 20 bucks. I'll bet you your next four years pay against a dime. How's that? All right. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now it was. It was on the one, maybe the first one. I got it. All right. Not the long version. That's never been on one. That's not the original uh, one. Yeah. It's here. Sorry. All right. That's the original long version. Remember, we got rid of the cart. And if any version has ever been on a cart, it was the short version, which uh, doesn't even make sense on a uh, CD, that is. If it's on anyone, it'll be now you want. No. Wrong. All right. Wrong. But if it's it is called the short version. Unbelievable. Is what it's called. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, I don't know whether it's long or the short. It is on here, though. This is the very first one we had on CD. Remember the bird and I used to put them on cassettes, and he would That's like right. to dub the cassettes, copies them, and Fat Rich was dubbing copies, too? It's a minute and eight. How long is the one on this <laughs> CD? I don't know. Closer to three, I imagine. Yeah, this is the short version. When you guys destroyed the cart, you destroyed the original long version. Well, who cares? Like, like I said, there's a lot of stuff on here. I mean, you, you know, you're always looking at nitpick. Oh, that's a good idea. It's the a good point thing. is that uh, that's an excellent 30th. sales point. That's a very good point. The long, you'll never find this anywhere in the that's universe. Right. You auctioned off Only the cart. Only on our about 30, about 30 man. CD. There's another reason that you don't want it. Now, well, you'll see. We'll raise about uh, 300 today. <laughs> Like, I, you know something? We ought to just stop. Well, just leave it on the website. I, 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 just, I just don't have the, uh, the do uh, enthusiasm. What? We can do that. No, I just don't have the enthusiasm to continue with this. It's, it's a farce. It's, it's, it's a shadow of what it used to be. First of all, we're on the wrong radio station. That's number one. Secondly, you look at this demographic survey and it proves beyond. Look, Joe Bell, I hate to break the news to you because he came over to us from KISS, which is on FM, Country KISS, where they're kissing it. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is that most living and breathing people, that, that's why we have no women, okay? Women don't listen to AM radio. 
No and quite frankly, most people under the age of 100 don't listen to AM radio anymore either. AM radio is, went out with high-button shoes. It went out with white bucks. AM radio is deader than a doornail. It's deader than her, Hebert Heaver. Okay? Yeah, but we got the HD now. Like I said, how many HD sets are there in the world? About 30, man. I rest my case. HD my ass. By the way, when's that Toshiba HD thing coming out? The DVD uh, HD. Yeah, we're really going to sound. We're going to sound great in HD. Oh, God, it's going to be fantastic. Can you imagine, especially with our technical uh, capabilities we got here with this uh, engineering stiff staff? Our annual demographic survey, which are you? We've got 1,043 people have checked in. There's not one old Hispanic white female. Zero. That is shocking. Does that tell you a lot about South Florida and why it's... Uh, I, I think we ought to put an asterisk next to all of our records because it, it's that much more impressive. And by the We've way, I just took a survey about uh, to see if anyone would be yeah. upset if we decided not to do anything more for the CD. Right. But just leave it on the website. And guess how many people would be upset with that? Oh. Right. Oh. Well, did you take the survey inside our studios or outside? Both. Uh, I see. Hey, first of all, it's, it's bad radio. The audience doesn't want to hear this, and I don't want to sit here and keep begging and pushing and play, and then giving these embarrassing numbers. It, it's bad. It's really stupid. It, it's like, it's, you know what this reminds me of? It's, it's the opposite of what this station did when they had, when uh, Greg Kotex did that phantom uh, poll there in the Sun and the Herald, when everybody else just laid back. And I'm uh -huh. sure that they were told to do that. I'm positive about that. And when we. Uh, per, we we single-handedly kicked ass of these idiots across the street because we didn't want to be embarrassed. It's like that in reverse. That's what this station specializes in. You know the old expression about putting your best foot forward? Uh-huh. We're always putting our worst foot forward. I thought we put our athlete's foot forward. We're, we're kind of like peg-leg baits. This Who? is Neil Rogers. This is 5 And it's Sister Kathy. Neil Rogers is my lover. Well, congratulations. Get alive. Let's get the blown up car on the side of the road. You know you're deep in the heart of my Could be. Now, what? Maybe it's uh, your mama might have uh, voted on her just to uh, give oh, you somebody voted on her? Oh, I've got to yeah, go we look got at one. that then. So we got one in every category so Woo! far. We got one. Of course, that's probably all we got, but that's okay. So we got 1,067 respondents so far. That's a whole audience. I remember we used to have a big audience. Well, that's funny because we have $160 
Yeah. At our uh, little event. Well, what's that got to do with, uh, yeah, when we, back in those days, we probably by now have like 1,600, see? When we had like 10 times the audience we got now. When are we going to get that two to four resolved? When are we going to get like somebody in that place that's got some concept of what it's all about? I guess we're not. And we don't care. Like I said, uh, a week from today is payday. Airline screeners fail government. Well, what, so what do you think about this idea of just the, let's, let, let's just stick it after today to the, um, huh? Okay. I mean, well, what's the problem with that? Most of our people have got computers or got access to That's one. That's right. I just got through ordering all this merchandise online, and three out of four things showed up so far. And the other one I'm being very impatient on because that's the one I want the worst right. is the Greenfield spaghetti. It'll be on the site, and you can uh, mention it or not, as you remember. Or yeah, not. Every, every now and then yeah, or not, right. like Loose Change Part 2, which we that's hope you'll right. watch. We know you won't. I know that maybe uh, 10 or 20 of you have watched it because it's an hour and 20 minutes long, and there's a lot of stuff in there that uh, most of you don't want to see because it's uh, bad news, but... That's the way it goes, you know. Don't bother us with stuff like that. We're busy trying to get laid. Well, that's more important, believe me. Trust me. Imagine an explosion strong enough to blow a car's trunk apart caused by a bomb inside a passenger plane. Government sources tell NBC News that federal investigators recently were able to carry materials needed to make a similar homemade bomb, Una Bamba Grande, through a security screening at 21 airports, Una Bamba Pequeña. And all 21 airports tested, no machine, no swab, no screener anywhere stopped the bomb materials from getting through. Even when investigators deliberately triggered extra screening of bags, nobody discovered these materials. NBC News beat former New Jersey Governor Tom Kane, chairman of that 9-11 Whitewash Commission on the results. I'm appalled at it, he said. He's appalled at it. I'm dismayed in the extra degree. It does surprise me because I thought the Department of Homeland Security is making some progress on this, and evidently they're not. <laughs> oh, yeah, good old Mickey Chertoff there. He's doing it. He's slipping you the Mickey. Heck of a job, Mickey. Investigators for the GAO conducted a test between October and January at the request of Congress. The goal was to determine how many vulnerable, how you uh, vulnerable U.S. airlines are to a suicide bomber using cheap, readily available materials. Investigators found recipes for homemade bombs from easily available public sources and brought the necessary chemicals, other materials, over the counter. For security reasons, NBC News won't reveal any of the ingredients or the airports tested. Probably a good idea. The report itself is classified, but Lee Hamilton, the vice chairman of that whitewash commission, says the fact that so many airports failed this test is a hugely important story that the American traveler is entitled to know. NBC News asked a bomb technician to gather the same materials to assemble an explosive device to determine its power. The materials for the bomb that exploded the car's trunk fit in the palm of one hand. NBC News showed the results to Leo West former FBI bomb expert. I wonder if he's kin to Leo Carrillo. Potentially, an explosion of that type could lead to destruction of the aircraft, said West. Una baba pequeña, to fit in your hand. Got it? I got Something a bomb that'll fit in my in hand. Your hand. It can be dangerous. Now, along the same lines, not that we want to get you panicky or nervous. By the way, I'm sure talking noodles, I, I'll let you know. Okay. I'm going to try it again today. I want, I want my Dreamfields pasta. I think what I really ought to do is, instead of call, I'm going to go out and see if I can find it in the supermarket. Probably not. All right. Well, that, that's one thing I will say, you know. I can't say too much for America, but certainly the, the selection of, of foods in your supermarket, like in Publix, thousand times better than what it is, even in the yeah. finest, most beautiful yeah, we got laws, stuff to buy. That's uh, Dominion. I beg your pardon? we got stuff to buy yeah. in America. Yeah, much better selection. Even in the big, uh, shiny, brand-new uh, supermarkets here, they suck. Paul Craig Roberts on Antiwar.com writes, If you were President George W. Bush with all available U.S. troops tied down by the Iraqi resistance and you were unable to control Iraq or political developments in that country, would you also start a war with Iran? Yes, you would. Bush's determination to spread Middle East conflict by striking at Iran does not make sense. First of all, Bush likes the troops to do the job. 
If the U.S. military can't successfully occupy Iraq, there is no way the U.S. can occupy Iran, a country approximately three times the size of the Iranian population. Second, Iran can respond to a conventional air attack with missiles targeted on American ships and bases and on oil facilities located throughout the Middle East. Third, Iran has huge human assets, including the Shiite-majority population in Iraq, that can activate to cause chaos all over the Middle East. Fourth, polls of U.S. troops in Iraq indicate that a vast majority don't believe in their mission and wish to be withdrawn. Unlike the Yellow Ribbon folks at home, the troops are unlikely to be enthusiastic about being trapped in an Iranian quagmire in addition to the Iraqi quagmire. Fifth, Bush's polls are down to 33%, with the majority of Americans believing that Bush's invasion of Iraq was a mistake. If you were being whipped in one fight, would you start a second fight with a bigger and stronger person? That's what Bush is doing. Opinion polls indicate that the Bush regime has succeeded in its plan to make Americans fear Iran as the greatest threat America faces. The Bush regime has created a major dispute with Iran over that country's nuclear energy program and then blocked every effort to bring the dispute to a peaceful end. In order to gain a pretext for attacking Iran, the Bush regime is using bribery and coercion in its efforts to have Iran refer to the UN Security Council for sanctions. In recent statements, President Bush and uh, Rumsfeld blamed Iran for the Iraqi resistance, claiming that the roadside bombs used by the resistance are being supplied by Iran. It is obvious that Bush intends to attack Iran and that he'll use every means to bring war about. Yet Bush has no conventional means of waging war with Iran. His bloodthirsty neocons have prepared plans for nuking Iran. However, an unprovoked nuclear attack on Iran would leave the U.S. already regarded as a pariah nation totally isolated. Readers who think runs ahead of, uh, whose thinking runs ahead of that of most of us tell me that another 9-11 event will prepare the ground for a nuclear attack on Iran. Some readers say that Bush or Israel, as in Israel's highly provocative attack on the Jericho jail and kidnapping of prisoners with American complicity, will provoke a second attack on the U.S. Others say that Bush or the neocons working with some black ops group will orchestrate the attack. One of the more extraordinary suggestions is that a low-yield, perhaps tactical nuclear weapon will be exploded some distance out from a U.S. port. Death and destruction will be minimized, but fear and hysteria will be maximized. Americans will be told that the ship bearing the weapon was discovered and intercepted just in time thanks to Bush's illegal spying program and that Iran is to blame. A more powerful wave of fear and outrage will again bind the American people to Bush, and the U.S. media will not report the rest of the world's doubts of the explanation. Reads like a Michael Crichton plot, doesn't it? Fantasy? Let's hope so. Crichton. Crichton, I know. Michael Crichton. Crichton. That's what I got you to say. You say Crichton, I say Crichton. I live in Brighton, you say Brichton. How are we doing out there? 18,435. Our goal is to get to 19,000, and I'm not going to talk about this no more. I'm just, I just made up my mind. You made it up for me. Oh, you're welcome. Well, you went out there and you took that pole all over the building. That's right. Shouted out the window. All those wolf farts in that high-rise next door don't want any part of it. They said, eh. Yeah, they said, feh. That old fagula, we don't want no part of his uh, stuff, his droppings, his pigeon droppings. 20 till noon at QAM. We got the old Julieto. That's the important thing. We got one. Solamente uno, but we got it. Out of 1,082, we got one old Julieto lady out there. Alleged. The flagship station. Live in Chicago. Oprah. So what happened to Dave Chappelle? He's here today to talk about it. Please welcome Dave. It's popping, Dave. I'm glad you're here. Everybody wants to know, why'd you walk away from $50 million? I was partying too much. Explain. Uh, I was a little prostitute. Oh, my God. Yeah. You were on drugs. Yeah. You lost your mind. That's what I was thinking. You went into a mental institution. You're right. $50 million. I don't want the money. You are absolutely crazy. I'm insane. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to kill me. And just, and we'll be right back. I agree. 
Okay, 15 till noon, 11.45 in English. we got Gelder, too, from the Yenta Center. got a big Panther game out on this tonight. Any interest? No. No way. Those Panthers going to make the playoffs? No. They're in that playoff run, I heard. Not what we heard? Okay, what do we got out there, Josh? Hold on as the phone rings. Oh, I'm holding it. Okay, in the meantime, uh, the uh, tribunal says Milosevic's not poisoned. 220. Well, that's 60 more. That's... Uh, Eighteen thousand four ninety-five. That means we need just five hundred and five bucks to get to nineteen thousand by one. We're certainly not going to get to twenty thousand. I mean, I have to be a crazy person. They would come and drag my ass away if I started talking that. Because we only got like how much? Two twenty. Yeah. It's almost noon already. It's a quarter to noon already. Hey, you folks better get with it if we're going to get that other five oh five. Boy, that's looking really grim. Two twenty in almost an hour. And that's a good location, too. The QM van is at the Publix parking lot, the Hollywood uh, Young Circle. And there's Rollies out there waiting to see a long, long line of all you old Yentas from Hollywood. Because we know that so many of our listeners live in Hollywood, don't they? No. Oh, yeah, right there by George's house. They're all like getting right. outside your house right now. Sure. What? Or inside the house. No, well, that could be. I, I believe that. An interim toxicological exam of Slavio Milosevic's body indicates the former Yugoslav leader was not poisoned. The president of the U.N. War Crimes Tribunal at The Hague said, not poisoned. We believe him? No. Judge Fausto Pocar also told a news conference today that no sign of the unprescribed antibiotic Rifampicin had been discovered. Rifampicin. Test of Milosevic's blood earlier this year turned up traces of the drug which would have counteracted his blood pressure medication. But a meat bit of what we'd already carry. He's dead. Good. Let him rot in hell. Good place for him. Screw him. Inspector General report blast port security priorities. A report being released today by the Office of the Inspector General of the Department of Homeland Security will detail failings in the security at America's ports, Raw Story has learned. Oh, let's let the Arabs get in charge. They'll do a much better job. Hey, you're a semetophobe or whatever. I'm going to piss off the Arab street. I know it. We, we should have put that on there, too, shouldn't we have? Oh, Arabs? How many Arabs do we have on there? Yeah. Yeah. We should have put Arabs on there, too. No, don't, don't do that. How, how, what, what does that mean, Arab? Well, that, that, that's you know, got nothing to do with Semites, huh? like your people. Get out of here, Semites, my ass. Yeah, I'm sure. By the way, we got another old Julieta. We got a pair of dose. We got dose. Aren't you impressed? Aren't you excited? I'm uh, look, look at all Look at all the categories where we got, like, single digits. Now, I realize that 1,100 people have checked in so far. That's, like, what, half our audience? Right. But, I mean, single digits. Asian female, 25 to 54, just exactly what you guys are looking for, one. Non-Hispanic white female under 25, what George is looking for, one, and Josh. Asian male under 25, what I'm looking for, two. Hispanic white female under 25, two. Only two, solamente dos. Hispanic white female, 55 plus, well, we finally got up to two on that. Yeah, they're all After listening to power and begging and pushing and shoving and yelling and squeezing. God, please, somebody out there, please. But look on the uh, look on the bright side. Non-Hispanic white male, 25 to 54. That's our target demo. That's ratings, baby. 573, 52%. Non-Hispanic white male, 55 plus. Old white guys, 172. Old like me. Hispanic white male, 25 to 54, 132. And non-Hispanic white female, 25 to 54, 58. That's the only females we got. Is non-Hispanic white females, 25 to 54. That's all we got. There's a smattering of others. One over here, well, one or two over there, way over there, you know? Get out your binoculars, way over there. Anyway, getting back to this uh, raw port story. The report was required by an amendment to the Homeland Security Appropriations Bill authored by John Kerry, who's really scary. 
and who is reviled by most. Though the Inspector General does identify some improvements over last year's evaluation that there was no assurance that the program is protecting the nation's most critical and vulnerable infrastructure, it still seriously calls into question the security of American ports, at one point noting it's not clear that DHS knows how much actual risk reduction has been achieved. Has been achieved, Mon. An inconsistent system of evaluation by officials was one major problem identified by the report, which called for a more uniform system of scorekeeping. More troublesome is the fact that certain projects scored a zero oh. on that same 35-point national property threat scale, but still received government funding while other projects deemed worthy by the OIG did not. How do you like that? Hmm. And it goes on, but a beep, but a boop, but a bop, et cetera, and so on. Well, there you go. Nobody cares about these things. That's why I don't know what I'm wasting my time. You know, between the CD, I'm, I'm thinking about Monday just changing the whole show, all phone calls. All right. Yeah. No, we, in fact, we can have him call 100 times a day. He where, will. Where, no, there's a, there's a plan here. He'll wear out his vocal box. Well, I know somebody who will call 100 times a day. But at, at what? Yeah. That's him. Now. Prozac. Please. Yeah. Prozac. Can I be out of here? Prozac. Well, you, you were the one supposed to kill him. He didn't do it. Or at least uh, break his legs and keep the, and rip the phone out of the wall in his house. Rip his larynx out of his well, You know neck. who he is. You know where to find him. We know who he is. Just uh-huh. like uh, Although, actually, we like Eddie. Isla, you don't like him. I like it. No, I don't like Eddie. Why not? Well, I mean, I like that voicemail. I mean, during that Greg Kotex, that thing with the uh, the ticket, that newspaper <laughs> deal, that bloop, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he, he, he no, just you're lost right. it. That, he that he was, just went uh... ballistic. That was this, this, is, this is not a child. This is an adult. This is somebody who has a business, who is in business, monkey right. business. And he was writing on there like so, some of those entries on there went on for like six million words, ba-bloop, 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 uh, over and over again. This is Andy. And, and, and this is South Florida for you, man. I'm not saying that there aren't people like that elsewhere because there are. But Florida's got like a disproportionate number. Yeah. I think like about gravity. Millions of them. I'd say about three million people like that. WQAM Eddie Line, hello. Good morning, Neil. It's Reverend Joseph. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. QAM. Yo, is this my Uncle Neil? Yes, sir. Hi there. How the heck are you, honey? Great. Uh, okay, I think Eddie's our idiot, but that's okay. I just wanted to uh, bounce something off. Well, we know off. that. That's, that's not a bulletin. Okay. How he's walking around on the loose. didn't put uh, condo sleeves up? And uh, President Dumfrig on the CD. Con- the Condoleezza one you're not going to hear again. And President Dumschmidt's been on uh, recently. It was on like yeah, last, on uh, the last CD that we did. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Don't be sorry. Just, uh, Love means never having to say you're sorry. Go away. Five six seven oh five. See now, now they're starting to call with. How come we didn't put this yeah. out? Oh. Look, it is what it is. It's already done. Listen. We can't redo it for you. Okay, we can't redo it. And the Condoleezza one, right. you ain't going to hear it no First more. First of all, every year that we do these things, that I, I get As tired. As a matter of fact, call right. up Mo at that yeah. station in New York. Ask him how come you won't hear Condoleezza no more. Okay. Ask him about the background of that whole, that whole big Simmons. How that came about. Every year. Yeah. Why isn't this on there? Why isn't yeah. that on there? Wah. Why don't you die? That's why I didn't want any part of this, man. I, I would avoid this like the plague, like the bird flu, like I chased that pigeon out of my living room the other day. Just get out of here. I was screaming that. Get out of here already, you idiot. And did. I think it speaks better English than most of the people in South Florida, if you ask me. Christ. WQAM, hello. Who's this? Who are you calling? Where are you? I beg your pardon? Can you play a bit? No chance. Get out of here. WQAM, hello, one of your people. QAM. Can I play a bit 
please speak with Matt Sundin. WQAM, hello. Al Franken doesn't put up with callers. Yeah, good. Al Franken's an idiot, okay? WQAM, hello. QAM. An idiot with no numbers, by the way. It's going off the air in New York. QAM. Not there. They just couldn't get uh, they they just couldn't get the courage up. QAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Could you add the uh, Hispanic uh, blackmail? Hispanic blackmail. Could we add that? No, they don't have it there. No, just call it black, man. I'm, I'm not black. We're not we're not dividing the blacks. Talk about that. You know, we got to have like Haitians and Jamaicans and Hispanic blacks and uh, uh, French blacks and Palibu. I get lost. Go away. Black is black. Black is black. That's right. Black. Now we could also put on there chocolate for make Ray Nagan happy. Light chocolate, mocha, mulatto, like that. Halle Berry flavored, whatever. No. Ooh. What? Well, listen. This poll is closed with it. Okay. This is why starting Monday it's all calls. Because I like him. <laughs> you really believe me, don't you? Oh, I don't care. Uh, you don't care and you don't know. See, I, I like to keep people guessing. Huh? Once you start being predictable like Dan Labaster, then you got real service. There's Black is Black, by the way. In that group. Yeah. Name it. Come on. I don't know. Come on, Pops. Come on. Spick name. Two words. Menudo. Los. Los. Los Dos. Los Benzan. Close. I haven't got I, I, If you told me, I still wouldn't know. Los Bravos. Uh, Forgot it. I know the elite singer there sounds like Gene Pitney, though. A little bit. I like Gene Pitney. Only uh, only love can break a heart. What was the other Gene Pitney stuff? Halfway. What was the thing that Tulsa well, I could, I could cheat. Well, look it up. Google it. Gene Pitney. Something Town Tulsa. without pity. 24 hours, 24 hours to Tulsa. Oh, Town without pity. Well, that Man. was the South Florida theme song. Town without pity. this one. The man who shot Liberty Balance. The man who shot Bill Balance. How about this one? I would have guessed this one. Oh, it hurts to be in love. That's one of the, yeah. my all-time favorite Gene Pitney songs. It, it does it's hurt. Like the whole freaking thing. Come on. Matter of fact. See, I tossed it up and you stepped on it. Right. It burns. You know, I want you to, during the break here, to stop and think. Of, they always say, well, what would the world be like without religion? Well, I mean, that, that's a no-brainer. It would be a hell of a lot better. What would the world be like without sexually transmitted diseases? This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. This is head of Homeland Security, Tom Ridge, advising you to put duct tape on your radio when I raise the warning color to pink for the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. When I'm watching basketball on TV, one man is annoying me, yelling words of nonsense, Dickie V. And when someone goes baseline, he starts screaming things so nasally, screeching like a banshee, Dickie V. Dickie V. Dickie V. Dickie V, yeah, Dickie V. He should shut his pie hole, Dickie V. When he is on camera, the glare from his head is blinding me. Where did this guy come from, Dickie V? Everything is 
keep his trap shut. Dicky V. Absolutely. Dicky V. Dicky V. Gives me the spilkies. George is lucky though because he don't want to go anywhere near any uh, sporting event, so he don't know Dick Vital from Oops. Vitalis uh, hair stuff. You ever use Vitalis? Uh, no. Don't. Don't. Trouble one at five sixty WQM. Happy Friday to you. Happy St. Patty's Day. <laughs> Another. You know something? My experience at the dentist last week was more pleasant than this. It is absolutely just unacceptable. Uh, you know. You learn your lesson. We did this many, many times. It got to the mm-hmm. point where it was beyond ponderous. It was just like a waste of time. It was a lot more work. There were certain people that didn't really appreciate the efforts in the first place when you come right down to it, which, uh, you know what I'm saying? You do know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. So why are we being uh, coerced and uh, muscled into doing this again? You know what I'm saying? Don't wanna. So today will be the last day you hear us to talk about it. So go out there and get some stuff or not, whatever you like. Yay. Ed Rampel, who was named after uh, Edward R. Murrow, by the way. Ed Rampel. Crichton. Ed Rampel of West Covina, California, was named after Edward R. Murrow, wrote Progressive Hollywood, a people's film history of the USA. He writes, Fear brings McCarthy and Orwell back into the spotlight. Good article. I'm going to read it. Like I said, starting Monday, no calls, or maybe all calls, or maybe 4,000 calls, or maybe don't call us, we'll call you. How's that? That would be good. That's a good idea. We'll just call Let's people start randomly. start calling a lot of people like named Chin out of the Chinese phone book, or named Rodriguez. Outside of your house. What? That'll take a while to get through the Rodriguez's. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We'll call everybody whose name ends in a Z. In a Z. During Sunshine Week, dedicated to public access to government, Russ Feingold proposed to condemn President Bush for illegal wiretapping. But Feingold is not the only junior senator from Wisconsin associated with censure currently in the public eye. The DVD of George Clooney's Good Night and Good Luck about CBS broadcaster Edward R. Murrow's expose of witch hunting Senator Joe McCarthy, censured by the Senate in December 54, was released this week, Tuesday. I'm going to go out and get it today, even though you said don't watch it. I'm going to watch it. Okay. Tailgunner Joe also reappears in recent books, including ex-Washington Post columnist Haynes Johnson's The Age of Anxiety, published last October by Harcourt. It opens with McCarthy's infamous 1950 Wheeling, West Virginia speech. I have here in my hand a list of 205 members of the Communist Party still working in shaping the policy of the State Department. Johnson notes how that number kept changing and writes of the boldness with which he twisted facts or invented them to make grave and unsubstantiated accusations at a moment of intense national fear. This month, Harcourt is publishing Shooting Star, The Brief Arc of Joe McCarthy by ex-New York Times reporter Tom Wicker, who calls McCarthy the most destructive demagogue in American history, uniquely villainous, his sins against democracy not to be forgiven or forgotten. Others are exhuming McCarthy's legacy. In January 2004, David Horowitz's conservative online publication front page asked reactionary commentator Ann Coulter whom she admired in the 20th century. Joe McCarthy, she responded. Bitch. In two 2000 Crown Forum books, Coulter's Treason and James Herson's Tales from the Left Coast, right-wingers attempt to rehabilitate and restore McCarthy. As red-baiting remains lucrative, the same conservative imprint plans publishing another McCarthy apologia by M. Stanton Evans in December. Grant Hesloff, who co-wrote Goodnight with Clooney, and uh, said, they were another inspiration for us to make this film and compared McCarthy apologists to Holocaust deniers. 
Emil D'Antonio's 64 documentary, Point of Order, was released last November on DVD. In it, during 54's Armand McCarthy hearings, Counsel Joseph Welch famously rebukes McCarthy. Until this moment, Senator, I think I never gauged your cruelty or recklessness. Have you no sense of decency, sir, at long last, sir? George Orwell is also back uh, via the Actors Gang's 84 dramatization directed by Tim Robbins in L.A. and Orwell's totalitarian masterpiece, Big Brother Spot Police Watch Everybody Through Telescreens. Why have McCarthy and Orwell returned now? Clues are provided by the subtitles to Johnson's The Age of Anxiety, McCarthyism to Terrorism, and Coulter's Treason, Liberal Treachery from the Cold War to the War on Terrorism. According to Haslov, Goodnight addresses a concern of lots of people have had over the past six years and fear that if you speak your mind, if you have a question on the war, you'll be called unpatriotic. There was lots of self-censoring going on, and in an oblique way, our film addresses those issues. A certain segment of society certainly responds to that. After 9-11, there was a chill. Today's big chill saw another CBS anchorman, Dan Rather, country western singers and administration critic Joe Wilson Dixie Chick for being disloyal. The patriotism of anti-war talent, such as Clooney and Robbins, was questioned. Of those using McCarthy tactics, Hesloff said, the poster boy is obviously Bill O'Reilly. In an era when the Washington Post and New York Times apologized for misleading pre-Iraq war reporting, Goodnight and Capote, both best doctor, uh, pictured Oscar nominees, stressed journalistic ethics. I asked Robbins if he'd received 1984, if he'd revived 84, to comment on it today. See it for yourself and decide, he replied. Robbins' play occurs in Orwell's torture chamber. This is the Gitmu Abu... Abu Ghraib, Bagram Air Base Extraordinary Rendition Edition of 1984, where enemy combatants are held without charges, without trials, Geneva Conventions. Its telescreen suggests that warrantless wiretapping fine gold opposes. When truth is suppressed, it doesn't disappear. It reemerges, often in symbolic ways. Orwell declared, in a time of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. Modern parallels trigger contemporary culture's obsession with 60-year-old historical relics. When Murrow challenged McCarthy, he quoted Shakespeare's Julius Caesar. During the anti-secrecy sunshine week, another quote from Shakespeare's drama seems appropriate. Beware the Ides of March. Beware. Oh, I'm sorry. You feeling the Ides of March yet? Oh, I'm feeling it. How about getting ready for El Cinco de Mayo? Are you ready for that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I got wow. my hat. Good. El Cinco de Mayo. Our annual demographic survey is on there. Which are you? Which category do you fit into? It's okay, and then and that's it. We're not putting no more categories on there. We're not putting like black uh, Swahili, uh, uh, Mongolian, whatever. 1169 vote, and only one for Asian female, 25 to 54. That's pathetic. And that's probably Eric's wife that voted on there. I imagine. Non-Hispanic white female under 25, one. Non-Hispanic white female under 25, solamente uno. That is unbelievable. Can you believe that? I mean, why the hell would any young uh, chick care about what we're talking about in this stupid-ass show, right? Like that article I just read. Why would they care about that? Follow what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Sorry, they're I was a little busy tired. listening to a Power 96 is what they're listening to. That's right. And all that heebie-jeebie stuff. That uh, heebie stuff. Editorial by the New York Times as if that fire needed fuel. This is in yesterday's New York Times which occasionally still has some lucid moments. Occasionally. Remember the Beach Boys? Of course I do. Wouldn't it be nice? Well, that's how it starts out. Wouldn't it be nice if just once the players in the disaster movie, that is, Middle East politics, don't perform true to hype? Unfortunately, the events in the Palestinian city of Jericho this week show that's a pretty far-fetched thought, so the conflict continues its never-ending run, fueled this time by Britain and America. 
The list of misdeeds is, as usual, lengthy and widespread. The militant group Hamas should not have provoked Israel with chatter about freeing Ahmed Sadat, the head of the Popular Front for Liberation of Palestine, who is being held in the killing of Rehabam Sivi, the Israeli tourism minister, in 2001. The Palestinian president, Mahmoud Abbas, should have thought hard before offering his support for such a boneheaded idea. The acting Israeli Prime Minister, Ehud Olmert, should not have allowed the desire to do some election season muscle flexing to push him into storming the prison in Jericho with tanks, bulldozers, and helicopters. Israeli army officials ordered inmates to strip to their underwear, which many did, marching out with clothing on their heads, an embarrassing and completely unnecessary provocation that trampled the dignity of any Palestinian watching that spectacle. Given the humiliations that ordinary Palestinians suffer merely by trying to get to Israeli checkpoints every day, the present raid just reinforced the already degrading reality of living under foreign occupation. Most to blame, however, however, are Britain and the U.S. for withdrawing their prison monitors. They cited security concerns that British and American officials maintain have existed ever since the 2002 agreement established the conditions under which Mr. Sadat and five other Palestinian prisoners would be held. Regrettably, the Palestinian Authority has never in the past four years met all of its obligations under the Ramallah Agreement, despite our repeated demands that they do so, the British Foreign Secretary Jack Straw said this week. Jack Straw, you know him a real a-hole. Jack Straw. Right. That raises the question of why the U.S. and Britain waited until now to withdraw the monitors. This is an extremely tense time in both Israel and the occupied Palestinian territories, with Hamas working to form a cabinet after its election triumph, and Israel headed for elections on March 28. There is no way the British and Americans could not have known that their withdrawal would be tantamount to throwing a match into dry kindling. Mr. Ulmer may have secured a few security points for himself and his Kadima party in their battle with Benjamin Netanyahu. Bibi Netanyahu! over who will be elected to succeed Ariel Sharon. How's he doing as Israel Prime Minister? But it's a sure bet that even if his prison raid helps Mr. Olmer win the elections, it'll make the job of governing and steering Israelis and Palestinians toward peace even harder after the election is done. For that, he can thank his friends in Britain and America. Eh? Good column. Good editorial by the New York Times. Like I said, one of their moments of clarity, lucidity. If those talks take place. Yeah, right. There she is. Condoleezza, Condoleezza. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm playing it. Yeah, I dare you. Do you? Double dare you. Double dog dare you. How's those noodles coming? I'm really P.O.'d. You know, I faxed at 8.30 this morning. I mean, I emailed and faxed that uh, my Dreamfields pasta, whatever it is, DreamWorks, Dreamfield. Uh-huh. And I got no uh, e email return. Now, maybe I'm being a little bit uh, impatient, am I? Maybe. I'm just looking for, like, a tracking number. I'm, I'm anxious for it to get here. I want it now. No emails. And one stupid email from uh, TomPayne.com. I don't want any emails from TomPayne.com. It's a pain. A Tom Tom Payne? email from Dreamfields Apasta. I want that stuff here right now, you know? It's really, it's really a sad moment in life when there's something really good out there and you know you can't get your hands on Yeah, I know. Oh. Twelve minutes past noon at QM. When it what I do, put the bowl in the basket. That what I do, put the bowl in the basket. That what I do, put the bowl in the basket. That what I be do. That's what he do. He put the ball in the basket. That's what he do. He put the ball in the basket. That's what he do. He put the ball in the basket. That's what he be do. That what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That what I be do. That's what he does. He put the ball in the basket. That's what he does. He put the ball in the basket. That's what he does. He put the ball in the basket. That's just what he does. That's what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That's what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That's what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That's what I be do. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, that's what he do. He put the ball in the basket. The situation is, put the ball in the basket. 
He uh, puts the ball in the basket for the organization. That's my take on uh, what he do. That what I do, put the ball in the basket. That what I do, put the ball in the basket. That what I do, put the ball in the basket. That what I be do. That what he do, he put the ball in the basket. That's what he do, he put the ball in the basket. He gives 110% to put the ball in the basket. That's what he be do. That what I do, put the ball in the basket. That what I do, put the ball in the basket. That what I do, put the ball in the basket. What hey, I got a good idea. Let's put Dick Vitale in the casket. A tisket, a basket. Let's stick him in the casket. Sounds like a wiener to me. 1218 at 560 WQM. It's our last push on the uh, Best of Neil CDs and T-shirts, which the response has been less than thrilling at best and embarrassing at worst. And the total now is? 300. Woo! 18,575. We got about as much chance to get in uh, by 1 o'clock to 19,000 as you walk out in the hallway and finding $4 million in $1 bills out there piled up to the ceiling. And a woman did come by and slap Rolly in the ass. Well, thanks a lot, lady, for slapping it and uh, bringing us some cash, too. So that's, so that's how much total 300, including whatever she brought by. Including that, and thank God for her. Wow. I mean, Hollywood Young Circle, isn't that like the... Uh, right, that, that's the centerpiece downtown, of our audience, isn't it? Right. I beg your pardon? It's right downtown. Oh, I know I know exactly where it is. Are you like... Uh, well, I'm not telling you. Or what? I know exactly where it is. Not too far from Hemingway's. That's right. It's where your wife used to work. She also used to work at uh, that other place, too. Burton, Burton, Burton Jacks. Out of business. Uh-huh. Thanks to 9-11. Used to love that peppercorn sauce at Burton Jacks. Used to like to go and watch Mr. Ego eat there. Neverland, nevermore for Jacko. Oh, boy. Closes for good. Michael Jackson has shut down his Neverland Ranch for good. Employees were summoned to the ranch this afternoon, yesterday afternoon, in staggered groups. They were staggered, given back pay for 12 weeks through yesterday, and told the ranch had been shut down by the California Department of Labor. In fact, Jackson made the decision to lay off more than 60 loyal staffers after making them wait through three months with no pay. Their health insurance ran out on February 28th last week, the state closed the ranch because Jackson carried no workman's comp. Some of the employees of Neverland have been there with Jackson since he bought the place in the late 80s. A few actually had worked for the previous owner. They've been there so long. They leave without pensions or the ability to apply for COBRA health insurance. All they can do now is apply for unemployment. Many of them have already done that. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Says one longtime staffer. We got nothing for the pain of what just happened and nothing to see us through. Some of the people here are close to retirement age, and they've got nothing to retire on. How do you like that? Well, they thought they were going to get some retirement out of Michael. And Michael, who may be in London, has been living very well in the Middle East in Bahrain. Prince Abdullah has supplied him with a driver, a Bentley GT, and a Rolls-Royce Phantom. He's now returning to the U.S. as a source who spoke with Jackson last weekend. In this country, Jackson faces several lawsuits, as well as the foreclosure of $270 million on loans. Still not clear as who paid the final back pay, which could have totaled 400 grand. Jackson also has to pay the state two separate fines, one for 69,000, another to be determined today of over 100 grand. He's got some tourists, that child. But it's nothing compared to what he should have gotten, and of course didn't. Right. Because in California, nobody, no celebrity ever gets convicted in California. That's right. Isn't that right, O.J.? 18,575, so close to that 20,000, you could smell it, couldn't you? You could reach right out and put your finger on it. Mmm. Man, like a big juicy pile of elephant droppings. But we're not going to make it.
Maybe over the weekend we'll make it. Maybe maybe those big appearances at Conine's Grill today, tomorrow, and Sunday. Josh will be there. You're going to be all three or just today? No, just today. Well, why is that? Come on. You ain't got nothing else going on over the weekend. Get out there. Let's see a little co- corporate spirit here. Well, I wasn't asked to oh. do any others. Well, so, in other words, you've got to ask. You want to volunteer and say, hey, I'd love to be there tomorrow. I'd in fact, l- let's, <laughs> who's going to be there? Orlando Alzaquiri is going to be there tomorrow. You don't want to be there with him? I'd be there with him. And then I noticed on Sunday... Uh, we got the Marlins and Mets game on Sunday, and Big O though is going to be at the catch of the day, so I have no idea who's going to be at Conine's Grill on Sunday. But today, tomorrow, and Sunday, it's isn't this thing. From four to six thirty, Conine's Grill, fifty one eighty one Sheridan Street in Hollywood. Whoever is there will have our stuff, our CDs, our T-shirts, all that other stuff that you folks are too cheap to want to help us out with, because you don't care about them puppies, about them kitty cats. You don't care about us. You don't care about that thirtieth anniversary, any of this stuff. And we knew that up front. I'm not blaming anybody else besides Duff. Because you're the one that told me he was responsible for the whole idea. Isn't that the one? I think it was a joint effort. Well, who else was involved? Let's the, rip them an ass. The management yeah, they must have been smoking a big fat one when the they day. came up with that idea. Who? The management team du jour at the time. Well, who the hell was that? You don't know? Not Greg. Greg wouldn't know. Dan. Duff and Clarence together. Oh, Clarence, uh, Clarence and Clarence. Well, he needs some secret clearance, that child. 1,209 people are on there, and look at that non-Hispanic white female under 25, only one. Only one young white lady. Man. Didn't that, didn't that like, really burst your bobble? No, I knew it all along. What? That we ain't got well, no women? Well, I, want you to, I want you to sit and analyze what I do on this show every day, okay? Forget about when you're on it, and you're sitting there playing that funky, stupid uh, Indian music or whatever it is. Right. That Ravi Shankar. Uh-huh. And that's what you're going to get if you keep messing around as a big shanker. But anyway... Too late. No, me too. The fact of the matter is that uh, who, who would, in your mind, ask yourself, would some 20-year-old chick listen to this show to what I'm talking about? No, maybe the show, not the station. Women don't listen to AM radio. Right. Nobody listens to AM radio. Nobody. I don't listen to AM radio. Of course, I don't listen to FM either. But I don't listen. when I'm home, I don't listen to AM radio. When I get in that car, if you think I would ever turn on AM radio, you're dreaming, mister. You'd have to be out of your mind. I'd have to be nuts. Don't even think about it. In fact, when I'm there, I'm just frantically punching buttons on the FM. Please, is there something I want to hear? And, of course, there never is. Never. Never. The worst FM in the history of the human race is in South Florida. The worst. An embarrassment, a disgrace. My God. It's like, it's, like, it's like the whole radio industry took a gigantic BM and in in South Florida's uh, FM stations are what came out. You know what I'm saying? What are you saying? You catch my riff? Really bad. I'm only going to give the double digits on this thing so far. I don't want to read the whole. It's ponderous. Our annual demographic survey, which are you? Non-Hispanic white male, 2554 crackers, 629, 52%. Non-Hispanic white male, 55 plus old, 185, like me, ancient. Taking it ancient style. Hispanic white male, 25 to 54, 148. 12%, I told you. You have a little faith. Non-Hispanic white female, 25 to 54, 62. That's all we got. Those are the only ladies we got. Middle-aged. Well, not, not middle-aged. Well, whatever they are. Black male, 25 to 54. We got 39 dark eyes. Various shapes, sizes, shades. Real dark, light like mocha, chocolate. Non-Hispanic white male under 25, 27. 27 young punks, white. Non-Hispanic white female, 55 plus 24. Hispanic white male under 25, 20 Julio punks. I know who three of them are. 
Hispanic white male, 55 plus, 11. And Hispanic white female, 25, 54, 10. Well, that's not too bad. Not, not great. Huh? No, whatever. We'll take what we can get. Well, I mean, that's the first 1,200. You know, over the weekend, we're going to have like 400,000 votes oh, on yeah. there by the time we come in Monday morning. There'll be like 2 million votes on there. Everybody listens to the show. That's what you're always telling me. Everybody in Little Havana listens to it. Everybody yeah, in Hialeah. That's what I said. Everybody in Sweetwater. Everybody in Liberty City. And everybody in Little Haiti, man. That's they right. They hate you, this show. Now, what you always tell me, they all listen. Mm-hmm. Little Jamaica. That's right. Where we, we are right we now. We think we'd find that good machine, man, in Little Jamaica. So are we going to get to 19,000 by 1 o'clock or not? Because if we're not, I'm going to, like, between 1 and 2, I'm just going to start throwing furniture around. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. And a lollipop, little boy? Yes. I mean, that, that's just pathetic when you stop and think about it. You Embarrassing. Know? That's, uh, and, and we're supposed to, like, do a radio show? We're supposed to entertain adult people because we can't say S-bags? Who? And Joe Bell comes in yesterday morning. Hey, everything okay? Hey, you guys doing okay? Okay. Hey, hey everything's okay. Everything's good by me. We're kicking ass. We're doing it. Okay, Joe. Well, everything is great. Our food just showed up. All right. What do you got from... And I, let's see. How is I would think today maybe... Uh, I don't know. John the Baker. John John the Baker? Oh! Holy moly. What's not to like? I guarantee you don't got no shirataki noodles in that sack. No. Caesar you got salad. Some, really, some real real noodles. And sh- Oh, you just got a shallot, huh? That's chicken, good. Chicken Caesar salad. Mmm. Now, what's Josh got? I bet he's got some of that uh, something Parmesan again. I got the veal parm. So I knew it. I, I knew the veal parm. I could smell it. I could tell. I could hear that baby cow squealing for its life. Please, please. No, can't do it. Can't do it, Feely. War-loving pundits by Norman Solomon. I wonder if he was kin to Abraham Solomon. You think? Or maybe to Anna Solomon. Or maybe to Muggsy Solomon. Well, anyway, he writes. He's good, Norman Solomon. In fact, uh, part of this article was adapted from his latest book, War Made Easy, How Presidents and Pundits Keep Spitting Us to Death. Oh, that's like if you got your clothes in the dryer for like six weeks, spitting them to death. Same thing. The third anniversary of the Iraq invasion is bound to attract a lot of media coverage, writes Norman, but scant recognition will go to the pundits who helped to make it all possible. Uh. Continuing with long service to the Bush administration's agenda setting for war, prominent media commentators were very busy in the weeks before the invasion. 
At the Washington Post, the op-ed's page fervor had a new peak on February 6, 2003, the day after Colin Powell's mendacious speech to the U.N. Security Council. Remember how vile that was? Yeah, with the cartoons? Post columnist Richard Cohen explained that Powell was utterly convincing. The evidence he presented to the U.N., some of it circumstantial, some of it absolutely bone-chilling in its detail, had to prove to anyone that Iraq not only hasn't accounted for its weapons of mass destruction, but without a doubt still retains them, Cohen wrote. Only a fool, or possibly a Frenchman, could conclude otherwise, he said. Meanwhile, another one of the posts indicated savants, Jim Hoagland, led with this declaration, Colin Powell did more than present the world with a convincing and detailed X-ray of Iraq's secret weapons and terrorism programs yesterday. He also exposed the enduring bad faith of several key members of the U.N. Security Council when it comes to Iraq and its web of lies, in Powell's phrase. Hoagland's closing words banished doubt. To continue to say that the Bush administration has not made its case, you must now believe that Colin Powell lied in the most serious statement he'll ever make or was taken in by manufactured evidence. I don't believe that today, neither should you, he wrote. Impatience grew among pundits who depicted the U.N.'s inspection process as a charade because Saddam Hussein's regime obviously possessed weapons of mass destruction. In an essay appearing on February 13, 2003, Christopher Hitchens wrote, Those who are calling for more time in this process should be aware that they're calling for more time for Saddam's people to complete their humiliation and subversion of the inspectors. A few weeks later, on March 17, President Bush prefaced the imminent invasion by claiming in a televised speech, Should Saddam Hussein choose confrontation, the American people can know that every measure has been taken to avoid war, and every measure will be taken to win it. In the same speech, noting that many Iraqis can hear me tonight in the translated radio broadcast, Bush offered, Bush offered reassurance. Busher, I have a message for them. If we must begin a military campaign, it will be directed against the lawless men who rule your country and not against you. Don't forget the flowers and the candy, kids. <laughs> The next day, Hitchens came out with an essay featuring similar assurances, telling readers that the Defense Department has evolved highly selective and accurate munitions that can sharply reduce the need to take or receive casualties. The predictions of widespread mayhem turned out to be false last time when the weapons in the Gulf War were nothing like so accurate. And he added, it cannot be proposed as a practical matter that one is able to fight against a regime and not a people or a nation. With the full-scale attack underway, the practicalities were evident from network TV studios. The American public knows the importance of this war, Fox News pundit and Weekly Standard executive editor Fred Barnes proclaimed a few days after the invasion began. They're not as casually sensitive as the weenies in the American press are. And what about the punditry after the Ballyhooed so-called victory in Iraq? Researchers at the media watch group FAIR have exhumed statements made by prominent media cheerleaders who were flush with triumph. Often showing elation as Baghdad fell, U.S. journalists lavished praise on the invasion and sometimes aimed derisive salvos at American opponents of the military action. One of the most gleeful commentators on network TV was MSC's, MSNBC's hardball host, Chris Matthews. We're all neocons now, he crowed on April 9, 2003, hours after a Saddam Hussein statue tumbled in Baghdad. Remember that photo op? Yes, when I do. just happened to be there? Yes, I do. Weeks later, Matthews was still at it, making categorical, categorical declarations. We're proud of our president. Americans love having a guy as president, a guy who has a little swagger, who is physical, who is not a complicated guy like Clinton or even like a Dukakis or Mondale, all those guys, McGovern. They want a guy who's president. Women like a guy who's president. Check it out. The women like this war. I think we like having a hero as president. It's simple, he said. Chris Matthews. Idiot. Simplistic was more like it, and in the rush of stateside enthusiasm for war in Iraq, centrist pundits like Matthews, apt to sway with a prevailing wind, were hardly inclined to buck the jingoistic storm. Pseudo-patriotic hot air remained at the gale, at gale force on Fox News Channel, still blowing strong. Tommy Franks and the coalition forces have demonstrated the old axiom that boldness on the battlefield produces swift and relatively bloodless victory, Tony Snow told his viewers in late April. This is 2003. The three weeks swing through Iraq has utterly shattered skeptics' complaints, he said. 
What passes for liberalism on Fox also cheered and gloated. Sean Hannity's weak debating partner, Alan Comas, threw down a baiting challenge on April 25th. Now that the war in Iraq is all but over, this is 2003. Now that the war in Iraq is all but over, Combs demanded, should the people in Hollywood who oppose the president admit they were wrong? <laughs> yeah. And you wonder why the public is brainwashed and their brains are like mush, like jello, like, uh, like jello pudding, like tapioca. Oh, God. Although I do like tapioca with like cinnamon on it. Mm. No? Like How's my Dreamfields pasta coming, by the way? I'm going to have to ask them. Uh, huh? Slowly. I'm going to call them, and I'm going to bitch their ass out. They're I just don't like that sending an email to a company that you're, you've already been charged the money on your credit card. You've sent them the money, and like uh, you have no confirmation. Oh, wait a minute. Here's, a, here's an email, George. Uh-oh. It's the, oh, it's, it's a flyer from the grocery, uh, the, uh, the, uh, grocery delivery people peddling stuff again. See, this is the one thing. When you do business with anybody, now maybe these grocery delivery people have got that product, you think? Maybe. It's worth no. a look. No, they ain't got squat. How much See, are they the charging whole, for squat? The grocery delivery idea is great if you've got a place that's got a whole bunch of products. Like Publix? you want. You like that. Like Publix would be great. Now, did the guy that called before, did he say he got his uh, Greenfields pasta at Publix? I don't know. I, that, that's what, yeah, what, that's what you don't said. know. That's what the guy said. Jesus, God Almighty, you don't know. I forgot already. What kind of a plant are you living on? Oh, that's right. I forgot the food got there. That's right. What? Well, I'm cooking me up some good shirataki noodles at 2 o'clock. I'm going to hold my nose. Like I like, in fact, you know what I need to get? A nose clip. Just oh, yeah? imagine how good that would come in at Woodbine and also in the kitchen when I'm opening up a bag of shirataki noodles. You need it badly at Woodbine. Oh, oh, my God. Oh. I'll uh, send you a set of those ones that they wear in the pool. You know, the old Nose people. clips. Oh, I need them the badly. Clips on the you rubber band there. You begin to imagine the smells of Woodbine. Oh, there was a guy sitting next to me yesterday, old grizzled guy with like a schmutzy beard, you know, and a cap, like a 60-ish guy, fancied himself like some kind of a, uh, you know, bon vivant, whatever the hell that means. And he, he smelled like, he smelled like uh, what I dropped in the bowl this morning, okay? And, and he kept leaning over. He kept reaching out because he was oh. playing coins. I hate the people that play the coins. I got a potsky with the coins. And so no matter what he would put in there, he'd have to hit the button in the coins. And he's reaching down. And every time he reached down, he had to, like, breathe in my face. And a, bre a, breath, like, a breath like a septic tank would be envious of. I mean, just unbelievably bad. And I'm thinking, why? Why? Have, what do I, I, need, I need, like, the whole thing. I need, like, an oxygen mask. There you I go. Need. One of those biomasks that will come in handy for yeah, a lot of uses. We used to have, when I was kid, used to have those in the Army Surplus. Bird my, flu. Uh, my parents had right. them in the Army Surplus store. Some of them real old, uh, funky masks would be really good. <laughs> oh, man. But they'll think you're there to hold the place up. I got news for it. That place, it works the other way around. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Won't take the train, you won't carpool, you see a hummer, you start to drool, you won't walk for 20 feet, you'd rather take your SUV, you can't drive, you can't heat without crude, you're in deep, you need it for your plastics, Withdrawal symptoms make you sick. Whoa, you. 
like to think there's lots more under the soil. Oh, yeah. Huh, that's what you think. That ain't the truth, though. Closer to the truth to say you're totally spoiled. You know, you're gonna have to face it. You're addicted to oil. Might as well face it. You're addicted to oil. Might as well face it. You're addicted to oil. Come on, Laura. Might as well face it. You're addicted to Yeah, dance with them girls. Might as well face it. They're addicted to oil. 1246 at 560 WQM. What's the bad news this hour? And by the way, Clarence, you're a bonehead, okay? You make me want to vomit. What's the bad news? We got a 460. Oh. And uh, thanks to Marty, Marty came by and bought three CDs. Thanks, Marty. You the man. So that gives us a grand, a, a grand total of uh, 18735 which means in the next uh, 15, 14 minutes, if we got 265 bucks in the next 14 minutes, we'd make it to 19,000. Will that happen? No. Is there any chance no. that that's going to happen? No. How much is the total for what? For 60. That's crap. That's garbage. I mean, we've been doing this for a long time, George. Can you remember any uh, run of events like this that had such paltry numbers like these? Try to purge them from my memory. No. Of course, they have been fabulous locations, like the one down there on the Southwest 8th Street was good, Little Havana. And the other ones at places where nobody showed up, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the hurricanes thing, that's always, that's always very positive for this show. Of course, the question, we, we did have the one out there at the Shell Station where we always used to get like a couple thousand, you know? Right. Broward University, what did we do there? Not, not that much. Not that much, no. Well, but, see, we're living in the past, you know, back when we had an audience. Back when we were on a real radio station as opposed to what we got now. Five six seven oh five sixty. Let's take a rash of calls. What do you say? And everybody likes a rasher of bacon. What about a rasher of calls? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. WQAM, hello. Paul O'Neill. Yes, sir. What's going on? Uh, FYI, Publix used to have a delivery service. But I know the that. I know they, dis- they discontinued because like everything else in South Florida, lack of interest. Right, it just never it just never panned out. It was just a small market. I gotta ask you a question though. Where does a ha-ha come from? Woody Woodpecker. But, oh, that, that, that sounds... That's that sounds Larry King he's talking about, Larry King. Larry King. And one uh-huh. more request. Can you play any of the Paul Harvey bits that you have? Okay, no problem. Thanks, Neil. Bye. See you. Yeah, uh, Publix used to have a uh, shop uh, right. online thing. We got, we got one here. Great. I used it once. I told it. It was okay. I just The selection of food just leaves me kind of limp. It was all right. They showed up when they were supposed to. They give you like a window, you know, like um, dial mattress does. They give you a window, and they show up on time. But uh, I don't know. Unless you really have the variety of all the things you're looking for, it's it's okay. Little thing here. You know, I made up my mind two things. Set. Two things. Yeah. I'm going to do at 2 o'clock. Well, no, three things. First of all, I'm going over to Dominion and see if they have the Dreamfields pasta. I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to waste my time calling these people. I'm sure the shipment's been made. You know, the pony's slow. UPS should be here. Number two, I'm going to throw out the other nine bags of that shirataki noodles. Really? Yes. Okay. Now, see, when I made it last night, I ate it. I try to convince myself. It's like anything else, you know. Right. When you have it You the try first to convince time. yourself it was good. It was not. It was not. It has. It, it, it not only doesn't it taste like. The Pasta. best example I can give you would be like white shoestrings. Mm. Like for sneakers, you know. Okay. White shoestrings that you boiled and put pasta sauce on. Mm. As a matter of fact, 
the uh, the sausage and the pasta sauce and the, the uh, sliced olives that I put in the whole concoction, that would have been fine with some cheese without the uh, pasta. See what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It, it's just something that holds something. Right. And so far, any of the low-carb, like, breads and pastas that I've tried have all been, ah. So that's why I'm hoping to find that Dreamfields. I'll, I'll wait. But I'm taking the nine bags of this crap, and I'm, I'm Schmidt canning it. I'm putting it in a garbage bag and throwing it down the old chute. I'm not going to keep eating this stuff just because I bought it to convince myself that it's good. It sucks. And number three, uh, no more of this uh, CD thing. Great. I'm giving both of you guys permission to, like, All tie right. Clarence up in a hallway when the show is over at 2 o'clock and just have everybody come with a baseball bat and just beat him senseless. I have a or sock with a bar of soap in it. Where there's no sense, there's no feeling. But at any rate, just give it, give it your best shot. Leave us alone on this show, okay? We're trying the best we can under impossible circumstances. Leave us alone. Greg did everything he could to destroy it, and now you're, like, putting on the finishing touches. WDQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how are you doing today? Okay. Hey, you know, I listen to your bitch and motor complaining about how nobody shows up to buy these discs and the T-shirts, but how about posting where they're going to be on the website so we know where they're going to be in advance so people can make a plan to be there? Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll put it out a couple of weeks ahead. Okay. So people can make their plans. <laughs> so you, in other words, we're just not doing enough. That's right. If we would just, if we just lay it out for you, I'll tell you what. We're going to send you a gold engraved invitation right. in the mail right to your house about three weeks ahead of time, and then we're going to lay out like the red carpet. Da 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 da. We're going to have like a band to be there. Your favorite well, recording artist. Come to your house with a boombox. Yeah. We're going to have like catered with a whole bunch of free meals. Some Chateaubriand with Dutch's potatoes. Couple of bottles of fine wine, maybe some champagne. There you go. Get out of here. WQAM, hello. Hey Neil, I just bought a shirt. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Who picked the colors? Who picked the colors? What does that mean? They're like a little gay. It's like purple and white. Yeah, the colors. Are, the colors are from the cover of the CD. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, but those mushrooms. You can make a really good chicken marsala with those mushrooms. You get it on the web. I just download the Chicken marsala with what? With those mushrooms that you bought. You try mushrooms? I didn't buy any mushrooms. I bought shirataki noodles. He's thinking of shiitake mushrooms. You're, seriously, we, starting Monday, we're taking four million calls a day. <laughs> no, this is scary to me. Shiitake mushrooms, this guy thinks I'm talking about. I know what those are, sir, and I'll tell you what. You're, you're full of the first part. So you got some shrooms? He's full of the first part of that word. Shirataki noodles. These are Japanese low-carb noodles, okay? That's what I've been talking about for days now on this show. He's telling me about shrooms, and I can make chicken marsala. Yeah, you can make chicken something, all right, Pally. So how, how big are those mushrooms? Oh, God, they're magic. That's what Rick Shaw said. And Ron St. John has been in the market 100 years, and nobody knows who he is. WQAM, hello. Top of the morning to you, Neil. How about mm. uh, giving that room? WQAM, Hello. Oh, he's short today. QAM, hello. Probably short of breath. Somebody uh, QAM, hello. Send the Bannon Pet Rescue fundraiser to Boca Raton. We got all the money up here in Boca. Yeah, okay, good luck to you. Stay there. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, I want to congratulate you on your 30 years. Yeah. And uh, I want to thank you, too. Yeah. And uh, I used to live down here. Yeah. He's getting he's getting the next line from his friend. Yeah. Tom Tom to coach you a little bit faster. It's only a four hour show. Next line, come on, you can do it. 
No, you can't do it. Five six seven oh five sixty. I told you, man. We're getting all wow. different kind of idiots. Them shirataki shrooms, man. Those are the best. You can make a heck of a fantastic veal uh, cutlet parmigiana. Parmigiana. Sounds good. Yeah. Oh my God. How's the lunch today from uh, John the Baker? Free. I mean, great. Fabulous. Yes. And the fact that it's free makes it even more fabulous, right? It's tastier. That's my favorite sauce. Get any skitty? How about some low carb skitty? I, I, I'll send you guys some shirataki uh, uh, noodles. Great. I'll cook them up right now. In fact, I'll probably money. slide right down I ninety five. I'll just yeah, I'll put them in a container, ship them across the lake, and they'll just hop them on the uh, Hershey Highway, and they'll slip right down the interstate. They're 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 slippery. They're uh, chewy. They're nasty. They're, they're like uh, oh. In other words, if you went into a restaurant and somebody cooked you up some fettuccine and they put it on a plate and gave it to you, you'd say you'd spit it right out. You'd say, "Are you are you kidding me? You you call this food? So why the hell am I trying to convince myself?" WQAM, hello. Hey, hello. Yes. Hey, I'm yeah. not Spanish. They call me Pedro. WQAM, hello. Just get down to little. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. QAM. I've got a blue rubber ball. Well, good. I know where to stick it, too. Rectum. WQAM, hello. Hi, I want to wish you and George a happy St. Patty's. Yeah. And um, have fun at Cupid's Bye. Have fun at what? I don't, I don't know. I missed it. At Jesus. Houston's? That's what he said. I, I don't get it. Are we going oh. to Houston? Should you take me to Houston to Josh? Yeah, Josh is taking for a steak. You know, it's funny he mentioned, if that's what he said, I can tell what the hell he said. Because um, I was thinking about that the other day, about how both of you are such boneheads. You know, you don't order, it would be like going to Denny's and ordering a steak. I'm not comparing Houston that's to ridiculous. Denny's. That's ridiculous. There's just some places that you don't order steak, and Houston's right. is not a steakhouse. I only went there once, and I Let thought it was it a steakhouse. It is not a place. No, well, it's not. Well, I asked you, what's their signature then? Their signature thing is like burgers and big salads and soups and really? stuff like that. Really? Because it's not called Houston's Burger House. It's not. What's it called? Just Houston's. So everything, I, I wouldn't know. Everything's pretty good. I, there. I'm ignorant, so I ordered a steak. I thought it was a steak place. So did I. Well, you're probably wondering what I'm doing. I'm just I threw out no. the last page. I wasn't. Page I wasn't wondering. What? I wasn't wondering. Oh, I'm not either. Twelve fifty-six. So what do we got now? What'd you give me on the last year? You didn't give me one. Yeah, well, we were at 460 last I heard. In other words, we haven't had an update since then. No. In other words, that's going to be it. Because he's leaving now. He's out. Of there. He's probably out of there already, Roly. He call Roly. We can make him stay if we want to. You know? No, no. I don't want. Why, why, <laughs> no, why would you want to do that? Get out of here. You're brutal, man. You are just a bastard. That's right. No wonder your wife hates you like poison. I ain't why. Oh. Well, I know why you hate her like poison. 1257 at QM Beach. Hello. This is Arnold. This is not a tumor. It's the one for two hour. Hi, this is Clay Aiken. Thank you for making my new single the number one song in America. Now, girls, listen. Yes, we all have our moments, our difficult times, when our little friend comes to visit. I know what you're thinking. Clay, is it true? Do you have menstrual cramps like us? Why, of course I do. And that's why the maker of America's favorite muscle relaxer and painkiller has asked me, America's favorite he-she, to endorse the all-new American Midol. 
American Might On. For those times you feel bloated, you're cramping, and you feel just downright bitchy. You know, when you're well, you're aching. <laughs> American Midol, endorsed by me, Clay Aiken, the guy-gal who finished second to that no-talent Ruben Studdard. And you know, I still can't believe you people voted him as your American Idol. I mean, I had no idea there were so many fat, loser people out there who could operate a damn phone. I mean, what, did all of you call from the pay phone at the all-you-can-eat buffet place? I mean, really, I had no idea what's going on. American Midol, for those times when life seems a little unfair. It is. is 101 at 560 WQM. Happy Friday in St. Patty's Day to you. Here a couple of good faxes. First one is sensational. From somebody at Legal Impressions. And my impression is this must be a lunatic. Neil, mm-hmm. unsigned, of course. Neil, I was wondering, you talk uh, about how much bloodshed, bloodshed there's been in the name of religion, but what about all the bloodshed there's been because of or in the name of atheism? Example, Joseph Stalin. You are, in essence, endorsing a belief that mass murder Stalin endorsed. But how come you never mention that? Well, the fact is that in those discussions, I mentioned a zillion times on the air, not only about Stalin, but how about Chairman Mao and the uh, communist right. the Chinese and uh, so many other places. Those people, That's called totalitarianism. That's right. called uh, imposing a lack of... It's the same thing. Those were atheists, but it wasn't atheists killing people because they weren't atheists. No, it was atheists killing people because uh, they wouldn't... They uh, wouldn't knuckle step under. Right. That is correct. Like the Inquisition, like the Crusades. And, of course, that, what, what does this really have to do with the price of rice? Because oh. the, fact that the, matter, the fact of the matter is that atheists, per se, don't go around proselytizing, trying to twist people's arms and right. making them an offer they can't refuse. Right. We just want to be left alone, thank you very much. Just leave people alone. Just stop trying to impose your views and make laws based on this old archaic bullcrap, okay? And you see it all over the world today. I don't see too many atheists killing people in the world today. In the name of atheism? Right. Don't believe or I'll kill you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Try to force other people to become atheists. By I remember Madeline O'Hare. She was always going around shooting people if they want to become an atheist. Mm-hmm. Tore her up. What the hell is this? Get jab out. What is this from? Oh, it's a dog that's racing. Oh, it's from the dog people. Moderately. This cute. dog will be running in Monticello. Hopefully it gets, gives the locals up there an idea of what we think of the precious governor. At least it will give them something to talk about. Says besides religion, love you. Well, what does that mean? Oh, I see. Because of jab, get jab out. That's the name of the dog, Greyhound. That exciting? Yeah. Well, obviously the dog racing people are PO'd, and the uh, people at Pompano, I'm sure, are PO'd, and the people at uh, the thoroughbred people are PO'd, and the highlight people are PO'd, and rightfully so, because uh, your fat ass governor is doing everything in his power to again subvert the will of the electorate and take something that the public voted on. They didn't vote on a watered down thing that would fail. That's not what the public had in mind, nor did anybody else. And that's doing everything in this power. And the public sits back, but it means, but it will, you know, to hell with it, okay? You can bring a horse to water, but you can't make him fart. God forbid. Now, here's the good news that I've been waiting for. Forget about those stupid noodles. Launch timing, and thanks to whoever sent this. Somebody obviously a little more coherent than the ones giving me a lecture for not talking about something I've mentioned a million times. Launch timing for the HD, DVD, and Blu-ray disc optical disc formats became clearer today with disclosure by two companies of their initial sales plans. The two formats are vying to replace current DVDs for high-definition content, such as movies, and have pitted industry giants against each other. The main backers of HD, DVD include Toshiba Corp., NEC Corp., and Intel Corp., while those backing Blu-ray disc include Sony, Matsushita, and Samsung Electronics. Matsushita is Panasonic. Sony Corp. said its first Blu-ray disc player, the BDPS-1. BDP, sounds like something you stick in your uh, crankcase, will be available in the U.S. In, starting in July at about 1000 bucks. 
company had previously committed to an early summer launch. Samsung plans to put a Blu-ray disc player on sale in April next month. The Sony player will support a video output at 1,080 lines of resolution and progressive scanning. The company said this is dubbed full HD and is the highest of several video formats considered high definition. As a concession to content providers, the full HD output will only be available to an, uh, via an HDMI, high-definition multimedia interface connection. Owners of TV sets without an HDMI connector will be able to watch up to a 1,080-line interlaced signal, uh, something or other. Part of this is chopped off. Sony has priced its first desktop computer. that will have a Blu-ray disc burner. The drive will be able to uh, do something. See, the right-hand column of this is chopped off. Sony yeah. will start selling these in uh, April. And uh, something compatible. This doesn't make any sense to me because the wording is a whole bunch of it is chopped off on the right side. The oh, well. BioRC will be launched in early summer. Now, what about uh, how about uh, starts out talking about Toshiba? What about them? Huh? What about them? On the HD DVD side, this article sucks. Like I said, from MacWorld. Well, what do you expect, MacWorld? On the HD DVD side, Warner Home Video said it'll start selling HD DVD titles April 18. Million Dollar Baby. Want to see that? No. Last Samurai? No. Phantom of the Opera? Last no, Samurai thank you. Was good. Don't want to see it. I know. This will cost 29 bucks each, and uh, we'll also have titles including Batman Begins. Don't want to see it. Constantine, Training Day, and The Matrix. Feh. Warner's t- launch timing, the first HD DVD content launch day, calls into question Toshiba's plan to uh, something in March, to launch in March. Toshiba said today intends to synchronize launch of its first players and the availability of content. The launch plans of other studios yet to be announced, but Toshiba's statement uh, that it's delayed a month should not uh, content. In other words, if uh, this can't come out until next month, there's no sense in launching it this month, is what Toshiba said. Boy, that sure was a circuitous way to get around to it and kill some tremendous time, is what I would say. Smart move. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and by the way, Taliban video shows beheadings and other gruesome acts they got on there now. Reportedly occurred just in the last few months. Right. The Taliban. Remember, we were supposed to have, uh, we, we defeated the Taliban. We right. eliminated them, right? We accomplished uh, there, not, too. Not, not. And last night I saw a thing on the CBC about how uh, old Shmatad over there, uh, the dictator in Pakistan, our good friend, the general, Pervert Musharraf, how he's uh, aiding and abetting on the one. With one hand, they're like killing a few of them, but on the other hand, they like the Taliban because they were the ones that stuck them in there in the first place, and they like having disruption in Afghanistan. They want to have a disorganized, disrupted Afghanistan. They figure it's good for them because it uh, makes them more, more important to the U.S., eh? How do you like that? Uh-huh. So, on the other hand, they're aiding and abetting the Taliban, who are stronger than ever, and in some parts of Afghanistan are back running the show. I, Poppy. How many people we got checked in here? 1294. We'll have over 1300 by one o'clock, uh, 2 o'clock. That's not so good on this thing. You've got Taliban, but you have Arabs, uh, Central Asians, Chechens, Africans, um, the same kind of groups of people that you had in Afghanistan before 9 11. A daunting challenge in the war on terror. Right, a daunting challenge. That, we, that, that was another mission accomplished. You're right. There was all down. There's that Kira Phillips. She's behind it. Send her ass over there right now. Skewer her ass on a stick. Now, let's see. How are we doing with those bottom groups? Still only one non-Hispanic white female out of 25. Forget about those young chicks, okay, George? Forget about them. You're too uh, old. Already forgotten. No, you didn't. And look at these other ones. Mostly the uh, Asian female, 2554. Asian female out of 25. Well, l- listen. How could we have any Asian listeners in South Florida? There are no Asians. How many, how many Asians, Japanese and Chinese people, and Vietnamese and Korean live in South Florida? About 30, man. Total. So the fact that we got about uh, 10 or 12 on there, we're doing pretty good. 
We got almost half the whole uh, Chinese and uh, Japanese population in South Florida. As opposed to here, where we got holy. And Filipinos. Let me ask you, how many Filipinos live in South Florida? I don't know, a couple. Say? I would say. Nine. Yeah. Because all the rest of them are here, and they're all, Yay. believe me, out of control. Doug Thompson, your buddy, writes, and there's an interesting picture. This is a picture we've all seen. Bush's uh, salute uh -huh. to a cameraman from his term as governor of Texas where he's given him the uh, middle digit. You've right. seen that. Yeah, of course. I have it. Really cute. Doug Thompson, Republicans say Bush's arrogance is his downfall. Arrogance. How can he be that dumb and be arrogant? Sit down with a Republican member of Congress, party leader, or political strategist, and you hear a recurring theme. President George W. Bush has gotten too big for his britches and needs to be taken down a notch or two. The White House has been non-responsive and arrogant in Mid-South Carolina Republican Senator Lindsey Graham, uh -huh, who adds that he and fellow Republicans put, put up with it when things are going well, but says problems rear their heads when things are not going well. And things are not going well for the troops at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Public opinion polls showed Bush's job approval and popularity ratings in free fall, especially among Republicans. A new poll by Pew Research says 70% of Americans feel the president went into the Iraq war without a clear plan. More than a half said they feel he lied about his reasons for invading the country. The president has a political tenure, says Minnesota Republican Senator Norm Coleman, normally one of Bush's strong supporters and a real jackass, by the way, Norm Coleman, former college roommate of Norma Kent. Norma Coleman says he needs to shake up his staff and those around him. Mississippi Senator, the cheerleading Trent Lott, Former Republican leader joined the course of those calling for new blood in the White House, even suggesting Bush hire a former GOP senator who helped the administration deal better with the Hill. Republicans in both the House and Senate still fume over the aborted Dubai ports deal, the Harriet Meyer Supreme Court nomination debacle, and the failed Iraq war and other administration screw-ups. How about the Katrina, which they see as hurting them back home with voters? Others say Bush is arrogant when a lawmaker approaches the White House for help adds to the anger. They point to how the White House hung South Dakota Republican Senator John Thune out to dry as a prime example. Thune, recruited an all-out GOP effort to defeat House Democratic leader Tom Daschle, won by promising to keep Ellsworth Air Force Base open. When the Pentagon targeted Ellsworth for closing, Thune appealed to Bush for help. Bush's response, why are you whining? This administration needs to help us if they want us to help them, an angry Thune says. He's singing a different tune these days. Republicans complain openly about how they feel Bush misled them on the true cost of the Medicare drug prescription program. Florida Representative Tom Feeney calls it buyer's remorse when he talks about finding out he was lied to by the White House. It was probably our greatest failure in my adult lifetime, he adds. The anger is not limited to Republicans who hold office. Conservative budget expert and author Bruce Bartlett calls Bush a traitor to the legacy of Ronald Reagan, adds that Bush has sold out both the party and the nation. Even staunch White House defender Peggy Noonan says recent scandals surrounding the White House and Congress show a new Republican culture indifferent to government largesse. William Beth Buckley, the conservative's conservative, now labels the invasion of Iraq a mistake. The most damning critique of the Bush administration is that it's failed to foster political surrogates and intellectual allies, says Daniel Cassidy, senior director of the White House Writers Group and advisor to four Republican presidents. There are few Bush Republicans who champion his type of strong government. With his approval rating in the low 40s and now in the low 30s, it's safe to assume no one's running the 2008 presidential race on a platform of continuing the Bush legacy. Thank God. The only question is, it's only 2006 early. You know what I'm saying? Right. Can we make it till 2008? And what kind of lunacy will they come up? Like that one other article said, what kind of um, national disaster, what kind of uh, terrorist attack will happen between now and then? Or maybe before November is this, this election? Oh, surprises. Yeah, surprise. Here we go again. More buildings being blown up. Please watch. Uh, I'm telling you, they won't do it, though. No, it's a conspiracy theory. They won't, they won't watch it. 
Well, no, not just that. If they won't make the effort to even like click on there and send twenty bucks for the CD, or the, even if they're going to throw it out, like you know, I spent a hundred bucks for these uh, noodles. They were very cheap, but the shipping was exorbitant. I'm going to put them in a in a plastic sack in one of my garbage sacks and throw them down the chute right at two o'clock. I might oh, do it on shoot. this break, huh? I said, I'll shoot. Yeah, I'll shoot. I'm going to do it during this break just to make sure I don't change my mind. They're slimy. They're slippery. They're nasty. They're like they're like like chewing on rubber bands. One thirteen at QAM when you three years after Saturday. Oh, by the way, how are we doing out there? I'm probably all wrapped up now. I would think. Well, yeah, Rolly, uh, Rolly left with a with a five piece, five piece band, five bills, five hundred. So that's half of what we were hoping for. Half. Now, actually, what we were hoping for was seven twenty uh, seven twenty five. That we got us to our nineteen grand. That's what we were hoping for. Seven and a quarter. Couldn't do it. A five-piece. Cinque. Cinque mille. Cinque cento. Sorry. Sorry. So anyway, we got 18775 That's the last you'll hear of it from me. We'll give you the totals every now and then because it'll be going on our website. You can click right on there. Where yeah. It says, uh, right, and as far as the colors of the uh, T-shirt, that jackass. You know, all these people. Oh, well, why don't you well, put it on your website and make it on. And what about the colors of the T-shirt? Who picked those out? Oh. They're the same color as the color mm-hmm. of the uh, CD. In fact, I got my, uh, got my T-shirt right here, as a matter of fact. And I would wear it very proudly, even though the colors may be a little gay. Well, what's what's what, what does that mean? What are gay colors? Okay, what the hell does that mean? Pink. No, well, there's no pink on this. There's yellow and blue and purple, and a little white, and yeah. that's it. Those are the ones gray, gray like in the tombstone, in the cemetery there. And then there's a little brown. Okay, a little brown like on a uh, Moe's muskrat looks brown, and my shoes are brown, which I don't wear brown shoes. Nor do I wear an outfit like that. Oh, there's my new outfit. The guy that's always worried about my wardrobe. That's right. Here's my new outfit for it. So then you think that guy's going to go out and buy a... No. No. See, a lot of you people that talk a big a bunch of crap and who like, uh, you know, you're just always there. You're ever-present. You're not going to give us like two cents. You wouldn't give anybody two cents, probably because you don't have two cents. Or 50 cents. Because how could, how could anybody who's got a life uh, be... Uh, you don't want to say... You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. They're like non-productive creatures. I would say non-productive people, but that would be insulted like real people. Non-productive creatures. So eighteen thousand seven seventy five we got, and you know so so if we can come up with twenty grand for those folks over there, uh, 50, you know minus the five hundred Beasleys, that's fifteen grand. It's the best we can do, unless of course I was thinking a la Rocky Horror Picture Show, we could take Duff and Clarence, who are the two individuals responsible for this debacle this year, and we could put them up like on a on a stage. You know what I'm saying? Dressed and let people no, drag. and hand out tomatoes and eggs and let people throw a variety of uh, vegetables and fruits. We could sell these tomatoes. We could sell like uh, five bucks per tomato. Yeah, five bucks per toss. I think that's yeah. just tie them and put like a red rubber ball in each one's mouth. Give me a hundred bucks worth. And we could also put Joyce up there in the same stage. Ooh. But I, I would, I'd come and attend that. Listen, if they, I, I'd spend about a thousand dollars for that. If they were twenty dollar tomatoes, I'd, I'd buy hundred. <laughs> I think even Josh might go for a couple of those. I could do that. Yeah. Bunch of baloney. Yeah. Oh, everybody's got big ideas, but they don't want to lift a finger, man. I'm, I, let me lift the same finger that your president was lifting there to that cameraman in Texas. That's my finger, Clarence. You idiot. Three years after Sodom, new fears haunt Iraqis. Oh, everything's going on well. Oh, hey, we're some fine. Of the good news. Three years after U.S. forces invaded to overthrow Sodom, Iraqis have one preoccup- preoccupation, staying alive. Oh, let's crank up the BGs. Come on. Every day I feel like I'm waiting in a queue for death, said one Baghdad lawyer, too frightened to be named in print. 
Ahead of the March 20th invasion anniversary, Reuters asked dozens of Iraqis if life was now better or worse. There we go. Staying alive, that's where it's at. Where's John Revolta? Oh, that's right, he's still in the closet with Tom Cruise. I'm in the closet. <laughs> Most were gloomy, at best ambivalent, with new fears replacing old ones. The parliament that met first yesterday has got a huge task. In terms of security, life before was much better, said businessman Adel Hussein, 45, in Basra. In terms of security, life before was much better. But economically, now it's much better. Of course, he's in the heart of the southern Iraq oil industry. In the violent northern oil city of Kirkuk, laborer Ali Salman said before the war, torture and killing took place in secret. Now it's all in public. The meaning of freedom is different. Nowadays, you're free to live and free to kill. A cautious optimism engendered by December's bloodless election is largely dissipated as politicians haggle over forming a government of national unity and a wave of sectarian violence has pitched direct to the brink of civil war. A sectarian dirty war has claimed more than 100 victims in Baghdad the past three days alone. From the relatively calm Kurdish north through the rebellious Sunni west and the fearful streets of religiously mixed Baghdad, uh-oh, there's that religion again, to southern Shiite heartlands once oppressed by Sodom. Everyone is weary of the daily bloodletting. But other than that... Oh, we're fine. They're doing well. I'm glad to see that. Aren't you? Oh, yeah, thrilled to death. Because we were there to, like, free them from all that evil and stuff like that. The evil we We're freeing them from having to breathe a lot of evil all over the world. That's right. Hanoi Jane Honor is defeated. Poor Jane. Poor misunderstood Jane. You know, she opened up a big mouth and now... Mm-hmm. They want to shut it for Tommy Trader Pinko. A move to honor actress Jane Fonda for her U.S. charity work has been defeated because of her infamous opposition to the Vietnam War in the 70s. Of course, she was right about that. She just went about it in a way that uh, pissed everybody yeah. off. Senators in F F Fonda's home state of Georgia voted 38 to 1 against the resolution praising Fonda for charity donations and work to combat teenage pregnancy. 38 to 1 against the resolution. Many in the U.S. still see her as a traitor. After a trip to the North Vietnamese capital of Hanoi in 1972, she has since apologized for visiting a gun site used to shoot down U.S. planes. Republican Senator John Douglas said Fonda, who picked up the nickname Hanoi Jane, was guilty of treason, kind of like our president. I can think of no living American who is less worthy of this honor, he said. Well, like I said, our president. The resolution was sponsored by Senator Steen Miles, who said her charity work should make up for past mistakes. But even she voted... <laughs> She introduced the resolution, but even she voted against it after Fonda herself tried to have it withdrawn to avoid controversy. <laughs> a Republican leader forced the vote to go ahead, saying members of his party wanted to go on record against it. Fonda, who lives in Atlanta, recently acknowledged her visit to Hanoi's gun site was a betrayal of the U.S. military. It was the largest lapse of judgment I could even imagine, she said, but she said she didn't regret meeting American prisoners of war in North Vietnam or making broadcasts on Radio Hanoi. She's won Oscars in, uh, for her roles in Clute and Coming Home in the 70s and been nominated five other times and a partridge in a fair trade. And she ain't no Henry Fonda, and she sure as hell ain't no uh, Peter Fonda or the other way around. How's he doing, by the way? How's he doing? Can't get off that motorcycle. Saw the hit on. In fact, they had a thing on the whole family on the Fondas on a bio channel. That's, yeah. that's one of my very favorite channels, you know? Are you Fonda of the Fondas? I'm Fonda of that uh, channel. Not too fond of the Fondas. No, they're all right. Well, he's, he's still pretty dead, Henry, old Hank. Yeah. How old is he, 140 in that last movie he was in? Where he At played least. a real old guy. What are these faxes you're sending? Here's one that Just, says, uh, uh, reading this. Uh... I don't get it. Oh, no. Norm Coleman is a cousin of Sid Rosenberg? Wow, well, that explains a lot, doesn't it? Because Norma Kent was telling me about Norm Coleman, what a slimeball he is, what an idiot. 
So he's akin to Sid Rosensteinberg over across the street. You know, I don't really think about those people across the street because they have nothing to do with us. Who? And so, uh, exactly. 27 past 1 at QAM with $6,000 and one count. Feeding them with a lot of uh, bubble mice. Man, you ought to be in jail for parental malpractice. Oops. Am I right? Absolutely. And you know I mean, something? Now that, it's, uh, now that it's Lent, can that be Lent? I've asked that a few times. Can that be Lent? It's felt. Um, and we just had Ash Wednesday on my uh, anniversary. Was that on March 1? Was Ash Wednesday? Okay. See, I, I, I thought it was like a joke. I thought it was like an old tradition from like the ancient... And, and then I find out that Catholics, actually, the really uh, dumb ones, they go around and they really smear the ashes on their forehead. I, 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 I've never seen yeah. that. If I saw somebody oh, with yeah. ashes on... Huh? Uh-huh. Have you ever seen it? Absolutely. Get out of here. Uh, I mean, in other words, these are people that walk around in public and they smear ashes on their forehead? to show up at school like that. we got people that show up at work oh, in this my. building. On oh, floor. my God. Get out of here. Bye. There were people with, with, with ashes on their forehead for serious or was that a joke? Come on. For serious. For serious because it was Ass Wednesday? How about if it was Ass Wednesday, why didn't they have a Rectum. on their forehead? Well, they oh. probably did the night before. And that's who put the ashes on <laughs> You thought they were ashes, huh? It was asses. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Sometimes it's difficult to wash out those nasty stains, you know? That is bad. No, I, 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 I mean, here I'm 100 years old, and I've been around all this time, and I, I never realized that there actually are those people. Are, talk about brainwashing. You, you can get people to do anything you want. Yeah. And then they talk about the people with the Kool-Aid and the poison pudding. Right. That should come as no surprise. You just have to lie a lot, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, this is a Jesus wanted. What the hell did Jesus, by the way, have to do with ashes on your forehead? Where did that come from? Oh, I don't know. Got to ask a Catholic. 
Well, I, I see. Well, I'm asking two of them sitting right there. I'm not a Catholic. Them. I got out of there nice and early. But, uh, I'm not. Yeah, come on, Mr. Cordes. Let's go. That answer Mr. ain't coming from me. I thought that I've never was smeared ridiculous. it in my forehead in my life. Yeah, you've smeared it a little bit. That's not what I heard. As a child, I thought that was ridiculous. Yeah. They're oh, smearing ashes on their forehead. Come on, you people. Stop being morons, man. Jesus, if somebody told you to take like 16 stale hummantash and they're left over from Purim and smear all the, uh, all the uh, mun on your forehead, would you do it? Would you uh -huh. be like, that would make you a mung brain. Right. How about wave a chicken over your head and then sacrifice now it? Now you're talking. Now you're talking yeah. something that makes some sense to me. Now, nah. of course, if it's got the bird food, don't wave it too fast. Some of that flu might uh, destroy. <laughs> That's right. And then, of course, don't forget to nail a mezuzah on the doorframe outside your uh, right. apartment or house. Evil spirits. Keep the know. evil spirits out. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And you wonder why the human race is in the condition it's in today? I don't. Take a look at those getchkis over there, would you please? The Taliban, my ass. And the Shiites yeah. and the Kurds and the way. And the, oh, my God. And the Sunnis. Jesus, God, are you talking about tribal people who are living like in a stone age? And we're and if they're not now, we're going to make damn sure they are pretty soon. And the women sure have got it good there now, too, right? Thank God oh, they're yeah. getting it so much better than they had it before. Not. Yeah, we've got to spread democracy like they have in Saudi Arabia and Egypt and Kuwait and all our other good, uh, Jordan, UAE all those other great, uh, right, the UAE, right, gutter. Right. You talk about gutter religions. Tennessee, speaking of religious in, in, in insanity and intolerance, because that's what religion is all about, intolerance. Your gods are going, oh, mine, I got the good God, you're going to hell, now I got the virgins, da na 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 Tennessee can sell license plates that say, choose life, just like Florida, just like your fat-ass governor, right? That's right. Whole deal. Even though it doesn't offer one with an abortion rights message, a federal appeals court ruled today. The ACLU of Tennessee had sued over the specially licensed plate approved by the Tennessee legislature in 2003 and won a ruling against the tag from a lower court that said it illegally promoted only one side of the abortion debate. Although this exercise of government one-sidedness with respect to a very contentious political issue may be ill-advised, we are unable to conclude that the Tennessee statute contravenes the First Amendment. Judge John M. Rogers, no relation, said in a two-to-one ruling by a three-judge panel of the 6th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Cincinnati. Government can express public policy views by... Oh, by the way, you do understand the South Dakota thing, that whole thing they're trying to do up there with the abortion, is to try to make that the test case in the Supreme Court, now that they've got mm -hmm. enough Nazis on there. Right. they got Sam Alito on there. So they want to, like, send... And the Supreme Court, by the way, ain't going to hear it. But nevertheless, they're trying. Government can express public policy views by enlisting private volunteers to disseminate its message, and there's no principle under which the First Amendment can be read to prohibit government from doing so because the views are particularly controversial or politically divisive, whatever that means. Sounds like double talk to me. Sounds like something Al Kelly would have said. Federal courts have been divided over what license plate programs in a dozen states, like Florida, are constitutional. Last year, the U.S. Supreme Court let stand a lower court ruling that said similar South Carolina license plates violated the First Amendment. Let me read that again. Last year, the U.S., of course, that was last year's Supreme mm -hmm. Court, see. Tennessee drivers pay an extra fee for the Choose Life plate, and the proceeds go to New Life Resources, an anti-abortion group. You know, it costs a lot for those guns and bullets to shoot the abortion doctors. The plates had stirred considerable debate. Governor Phil Bredesen let the measure become law, but declined to sign it. And he urged lawmakers to develop a new approach to deciding which causes would benefit from the sale of specialty plates. Tennessee's got more than 120 specialty plates, most of them saluting uncontroversial subjects like the Tennessee Titans football team, the Smokies, and the Tennessee walking horse. And the Tennessee walking horse's ass. That's something? So even the governor of Tennessee is more enlightened than the governor of Florida, which ain't saying much, your fat-ass governor with his dysfunctional family. 
By the way, how's the uh, chief doing there, Chief Timoney? How's this kid doing with that 45 million pound? Oh, yeah, we won't see him no more. <laughs> we got the Rundle kids to contend with now. As a matter of fact, I, th I think we're hearing just about as much about that deal as we are about Ariel Sharon. I'm telling you, man, two more, two more prune homentage. Two more. That would have put him over the edge. Two more. 141, 19. Maybe he's drinking the same stuff that Milosevic was uh, taking. That could be it. Bastard. I thought Christianity was fairy tale. Absolutely. This religion thing was not for me. Oi! They held a big convention. They let me in for free. You fell. I had no idea what I was about to see. Oh, they were speaking in tongues that made me a believer. It was kind of fun to the Lord will now embrace me. I clap my tongue to the beat. Now, whatever I do, he'll forgive me. Oh! Because now I speak in tongues. That makes me a believer. And I'm having fun. Playing around with my mouth. Now I speak in tongues. It takes to get me all whipped up about this religious crap. That's right. Nothing. Thanks a lot. That's it. So I think we have like a little medley there. It was good. I enjoyed it. A lot. All the fairy tales, all the bubble mices, all the time. And that's why the world is in the shape it's in today. I know in Northern Ireland, speaking of St. Paddy's Day, that good old time religion, man, it really uh, brings all the people together. So they can throw rocks at each other and kill each other. And maybe an occasional Unabamba, Pequena, or Grande, as the case may be. 
All of these things. Not to mention, of course, the Jews and the ragheads. 1,354 folks have checked in today. That's not too bad, huh? And then over the weekend, by Monday morning, we'll have like 2 million, right? Right. Easy. That, no, over the weekend is when all the old Cuban women are going to check in. And all the old That's Puerto right. Rican women. Aren't you interested in that? No. Hispanic white females under 25, we got three. Now, now that is interesting. That is muy interesante. Si. Tres. Hispanic white female under 25, three. But non-Hispanic white female under 25, one. So no Anglet. We got, uh, see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Romeo and Anglet. We got Juliet, three, but only one. Now, that's pretty interesting, huh? Of course, to show you, man, those Cuban women, those young Cuban women, those hot-blooded young Cuban ladies, man, that's where it's at. Is it? I wouldn't well, know. Yeah, I don't know. You tell me the ones that are laden with all that jewelry. I uh, can't tell you anything. And that cheap perfume. Them. Never had the pleasure. You never had the pleasure of interacting in any way, sure, or perform with a young Cuban lady. I went out on one date once with one, and uh, nothing, nothing came of it. Really? Really? Now, what about you, Josh? You're a, a man of uh, the world, the, uh, South, uh, <laughs> man of the scene. Have I been with a Cuban? Yeah, I have. What about girl? Oh, no, that, that was so that was oh, bad. No, I mean, that was almost bad. funny. <laughs> set you up and ran you over. No, that was yeah. bad. Yeah. Well, you, you're the one that said it. You should have said with a Cuban chick is what you should have said for crying out loud. I don't have to say that. Cuban chicken. I bet, I bet you he was in good shape. Oh, come she, on. He was. Yeah. I've, went out, I've been with a Puerto Rican, too. Rican? Wow. Oh, now, George, George couldn't get past the smell. Now, that, now just, I'm oh. just a joke. It's just no. a joke. But that's what you always say. I don't. Puerto Ricans don't smell bad. I don't say that. Oh, I was just joking. Well, I figured if I got him, I'd get you two. Why the hell not? Two birds with one bullet. Just like that magic bullet that our inspector found on the stretcher at Parkland Hospital. What the one now, he kept uh, talking about. Has Josh been with a squaw? I have not. All right. Well, I got one on it. You got him beat there. And, and a Guamian. Fats Domino, here's some good news. We're walking to New Orleans. His Katrina flooded house had gutted and full of treasures this week as a crew from the Louisiana State Museum arrived in the Lower Ninth Ward to salvage the beloved musicians. Two Steinway grand pianos and a smaller electric Wurlitzer piano. Gee, that it was a Wurlitzer that sat at the foot of his big bed next to a huge jar of pickled pig's feet. Oh, no. I'd rather eat those slimy noodles. Pickled pig's feet. They had a thing on the news the other day about all oh. the pickles, pi pig's feet that they export from England yeah. all over the world. Well, do you remember in the Standing in the Shadows of Motown, the scene where they yeah. were driving it at uh, between concert stops? Yeah. And they kicked the one uh, brother right out of the car because he had the uh, pickled pig's feet or oh. something like that, and the smell, the stench, and they were like all gagging and puking and uh, uh, like that. Mm-hmm. The museum is negotiating with the Domino family to save the pianos and further deterioration include them in a planned national touring exhibit about the August hurricane and subsequent flooding, said Greg Lambuzi, director of collections for the museum. Fats was rescued by a boat August 29th as the floodwaters rose in his neighborhood. Domino's blonde brick house near the corner of Capitan and St. Claude Avenues is a rock and roll shrine. Its windows sealed with hurricane shutters. The house was as dark as a tomb. State museum officials and a work crew wearing white uniforms entered the home with the solemn demeanor of archaeologists. The first discovery was an overturned and legless white Steinway besides a muck-filled fish tank. The rest of the large room was empty, its walls wrapped with a 10-foot high watermark. It took six officials and workmen to write up the piano, which had a keyboard that looked like an old man with just a few teeth. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, he was a woodbine, that guy, yesterday. Boy, did he smell that. your buddy. At any rate, so, uh, oh, wants some pig's feet? Uh, some uh, musician. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. Also on the floor lay a plastic encased holy card with a nativity scene on one side and a prayer to obtain favors on the other. Now we know why the Lord spared Fat's house. This is Mr. Rogers. He spared the Fat Man. This is 562 AM. It's Dave! Oh! In Miami Town. 
Cheers. Today, tomorrow, and Sunday, you're going to be one. You're going to be your own today. Just today, man. Come by. But today, uh, Mad Dog will be there at Conine's Grill, 5181 Sheridan Street, Hollywood. Come by with a bag of money, make us feel better. Let's get to that final goal of 20 grand. Isn't that the final goal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like Look, that. We can we'll leave it up there for freaking ever, you know. It's going until to be on that website out. for the next 10 years until we get to $100,000. Until every last CD, old keychain, every T-shirt with those faggy colors on it, until everything is sold. It's going to be on there, right? Right. We've even got an old bottle of olive oil that you left here. We'll be selling that, too. Right. I'm going to smear that on my noodles right at 2 o'clock. Here's a good idea for the weekend. Something we can do to keep you off the streets. What's that? Go play bait ball? Let's abuse some more prisoners. Oh! Then scream nice and loud. Get me some wires and a battery pack. All right. I don't care if they ain't from my rack. Should be used, used you to the torture. Cause we're just playing their game. In the past, it had to be worse with Saddam Hussein. Bye, bye, bye. When it comes to entertainment, it's Neil Rogers Middays. Sports Radio 560, WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. I'm smarter than George Bush.